This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show is live on your YouTube machine. How the heck are you? It is another historic day in college football realignment, 30 seconds away from breaking news after I tell you about our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Are The Advocates, you know, the best thing about The Advocates is they care about their communities. It's why they do things like help homeless kids have supplies to go back to school. Um, you know, they really care about the communities, the communities they serve. Check them out online, theadvocates.com, where you can chat with an attorney for free, no cost. You never reach into your pocket to pay for the advocates. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case, theadvocates.com, the Monty Show, ready to rock and roll. And right out of the gate, let's not even hesitate. Let's get to uh, this breaking news because I do think this is a significant story. Uh, according to multiple sources, now the ACC is working uh, to add Stanford and Cal. And obviously, you know the complexities of the ACC conference. They have all this strife around Clemson and Florida State. You know, the, there was some reporting today uh, from The Athletic that Florida State was trying to get out to get to the SEC and that they were going to raise the funds, the $120 million. There's all kinds of issues. I would remind you, Getting out of the ACC is not just about paying the $120 million. You have to get out of your grant of rights. You can pay the $120. That does not release your TV product, so keep that in mind. But, of course, you know that now the Pac-12 is dead. They have four remaining teams after this season, Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State. And it <coughs> excuse me, would appear uh, that Stanford and Cal have a great interest in in joining the ACC. Now, I think the biggest question is ACC or Mountain West? Certainly, as, as far as high profiles go, we can all agree the ACC is going to bring you more reach, which you know on this show, we always tell you more reach equals more, more money. From a money standpoint, that makes a lot more sense. But from a logistics standpoint, being the only Western teams in the ACC, Stanford and Cal, I don't know, Jake, how that works out travel-wise. I think the biggest question is, are Stanford and Cal better going to the ACC or the Mountain West? Yeah, I mean, I think the travel is obviously the biggest hurdle, but but what I think is really not negotiable is the fact that, you know, the ACC just simply is going to make you much more money than the Mountain West would. And, of course, that you know, if you were to go to the Mountain West, that that TV uh, you know deal, that grant of rights would obviously have to be renegotiated, and that number would go up, and so you know it wouldn't be four million that Stanford uh, and Cal would be getting. Obviously, you know I, I would feel comfortable saying they'd get ten, eleven, maybe even twelve million, something like that. But there's no getting away from the fact that that ultimately you know the ACC, in my opinion, is a better fit even with the travel because what you need, like he just said, is you need reach, but ultimately you need revenue. You know, last week was a historic week in college football. We saw teams, you know, going places that that 10 years ago we never thought was possible. We never thought the Big 12 would be in this position. We never thought that, you know, the Pac-12 when when it was USC versus Texas and Vince Young and all this great stuff, 
at that time, you never would have thought to yourself that, man, this conference is going to dissolve and they're going to lose most of their membership to the Big 12 and a small chunk of it to the Big 10. You never would have thought that. So so when if I'm Stanford and Cal, I, I'm not going to take a risk on a low-money grant of rights situation. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and find the, find the most reliable and stable financial position that I can get myself into, and then I'm going to task the marketing team with coming up with a positive spin for how in the hell we're going to get on the jet and fly across listen, the country, man. Listen, man, I, and I don't disagree with that. I'm not saying you're wrong. The ACC TV deal is $23 million a year till 2037. How can you do that if you're Stanford and Cal? And by the way, there is a California Board of Regents meeting tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time. If, if you're Cal, you're already in a financial hole. We've talked about this at length. Memorial Stadium, which is the football stadium in Cal Berkeley, mm -hmm. where Cal plays their home games, has been a financial disaster since they had it rebuilt. They really have not been able to win on any kind of consistent level. They're on the verge of another coaching change after this season. How are you going to go from the, the Pac-12, 10, 4 <laughs> to the ACC when you just said no to essentially the same deal, $20 million a year from Apple, now you're going to the ACC and you're going to add significant travel costs. And I'm not even talking about football and basketball. I think one of the things that people forget about so much is that it, it, at most universities, your travel cost is eaten up by softball and baseball and tennis and golf and gymnastics. When you have to fly across the country with your soccer team, if you are cal and you're going to go and play georgia tech that's not a overnight or flying on a friday for a saturday morning football game fly home saturday afternoon that is a week's long trip and there's probably a lot of that trip where you end up in a van at some point and you're driving up and down the east coast you're driving to georgia tech you're like i look at this idea and I, this is i think the first time and jake back me up on this i think this is the first time i'm going to say this I agree with the people who would argue this is terrible for the college athlete. This because if you're the if if you are the Stanford rowing team, mm -hmm. what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And the bigger question is, if you're Stanford and Cal, how many of these sports do you eliminate to avoid this exact problem? Well, and I, and I think that's really the the crux of the conversation. Like. Obviously, travel is a huge hurdle, and and I think when now that realignment is here, this is a topic that now has to be vetted out. Hey, how can we, you know, how how what is the solution for West Coast team being in a predominantly East Coast conference, and yeah. and finding like logistically how we can make it work for our student athletes? I think that is a conundrum that can't just be thrown under the rug and said, well, it doesn't work for us. But we're past that now. We're, college athletics is in a position now where because of realignment, because, and, and I saw everyone over the weekend complaining and saying the world was ending for college athletes because of realignment. I saw that. And while I don't disagree that some of these programs are going to have tougher travel schedules, the reality of the situation is that any athlete, if, if you love what you do, if you're at a point where you're playing D1 college athletics of any variety, if you even if you throw football and basketball to the side, if you're on the rowing team, dude, if you love it that much, 
most of those kids are going to be willing to put up with it. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it proper, but they're going to put up with it. And so I think if you're these institutions, you would rather be in a place where you're saying, okay, we're going to make $23 million a year on linear, not on Apple, right? Which is a big difference also. I don't think it is the same deal. You're on linear. You're not just on Apple, but $23 million a year. And we're going to have to travel a lot more. So how can we work with our other athletic you know, uh, departments to make that travel a little bit better? I think that's the conversation ADs have to have. You have to streamline it somehow. And I don't know what that answer is. Yeah, with the ACC grant of rights, I don't see this as possible. I, I, I truly do not. And then I, I ask this question very frankly. How much damage has Florida State done to this conference? Because if you add Stanford and Cal – are you going to give them a full share? Because Florida State's been sitting here bitching and moaning about how much money they've made the conference and how they deserve the bulk of the money, and they went out so they can go get their SEC $50 million a year. So here's the question. If you're Stanford and Cal, should you expect to join the ACC at a full share? Yes. I don't think Florida State's going to approve that. Well, I don't think – respectfully, I don't think it's up to Florida State. The paperwork says what the well, paperwork says. You, and again, I also think it's a really important point in realignment institutions can be upset, they can complain, they can run their mouth, they can hire lawyers for a year to go through the grant of rights and find loopholes. Like, we know Florida State's been doing all that stuff. The reality of the situation is you can bark as loud as you want to bark. You're not getting out of this thing. It, yeah. it, it, and it's not up to Florida yeah. State whether Sanford and Cal get a full share. Now, will they be upset? Will that cause a big problem with Florida State? Well, you know it's going to. But, but if Florida State, and again... I just disagree with you. If Florida State causes problems more than they already have, and I think they will, mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. I agree with you on that. They will. I think Florida State is never going to approve, and maybe one vote doesn't matter, they're never going to approve full shares for Stanford and Cal because Florida State thinks that they are just sliced bread, brother. They think they are the top of the mountain. I think they're full of baloney. I think that's all hot air. I, don't, I think Florida State... It is committing the Klyavkov, which is let's o let's overvalue ourselves significantly and trash everybody who's around us who we need to break the grant of rights so it won't happen. But then when Stanford and Cal come to the conference, we're going to demand that, that they get a 50% share. So you really think Stanford and Cal are coming to the ACC for $12.5 million? Go to the Mountain West. That's absurdity. Yeah, at that Be point, you'd go to the Mountain West. Because but if you add, and this is, again, I think this is a big part of this equation as we talk about breaking news, that the ACC is working to add Stanford and Cal. If you are Stanford and Cal, and, and you go and you get gross money, let's say, not net, gross, mm -hmm. the check you're getting is $23.5 million. Let's just say they get a full share in the ACC. Mm -hmm. What's that net out to? God, it has to only be probably 10 to 12, right? After travel costs and travel, hotel, yeah. you're going to have to staff up because you're going to need more educational infrastructure for those kids on the road. Like, yep. I, I don't see any scenario where this version of the SEC is better. And it's going to take more TV money. It is going to take more than just Stanford and Cal. You had, you had better get. And I never thought I'd say this, Oregon State and Washington State. You need places where you don't have to go travel the, the coast because you're going to go to the Virginias. You're going to go to 
Carolina, you're going to go to Florida State and Miami, and I, I I don't see how this makes any sense at all. Well, I I, I just think, don't look. I don't think it makes it doesn't obviously. It's not like one plus one equals two. We're far from it being simple. But I think the reality of the situation is is that geography is obviously the biggest challenge in this whole thing. I mean, again, if if Stanford was in in Pennsylvania, this they'd already be in the conference. Let's be honest about it. But they're not, and 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 I don't think that. Well, while Stanford can be in the Mountain West, like they could do that, but I don't think they're a great fit in the Mountain West just on its face. And the problem is, is that the Big Ten and the Big 12 don't want to expand more right now necessarily, right? They don't want to balloon their conferences up to, you know, 20 and 22. And like, they don't, they don't want to get to that level yet because they know that ACC grant of rights is going to be a problem in 2036. And really, if we're honest about it, those conversations are probably starting in 2034, right? The ACC is going to want to get on with business as soon as they can get on with business. So if I'm the ACC, I'm desperately trying to court uh, Cal and Stanford because I, I want any angle I can get to reopen negotiations with my TV partners on our grant of rights. And, and I'm not saying that I've, that I've read every single word in, in their grant of rights and their legal documents, but I got to believe if you're adding to the conference – and you can start a conversation with a TV partner, maybe there's a path to, to reworking this whole situation. Because if the 2036 deadline was to be massaged and moved and you yeah. could renegotiate that and Florida State could pack their stuff and leave and you could get rid of that whole conundrum, like, okay, there's, there's things that we can work on in conversation. But right now... The travel's a huge problem, this is and the stupidity. money's a huge problem. This is stupidity. Look at this. Look at this map of the ACC. And, and how practical is this? Your furthest, your western enclaves are Louisville, Kentucky, and South Bend, Indiana. And you're already, I'm not even talking about Boston College. Yeah. I'm not even talking about Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, North Carolina State. I'm not even talking about Miami. or I'm talking about just how arduous is it to get your track and field team and all their equipment to Louisville? How how arduous is it to get your water polo team to to Raleigh-Durham yeah. so that you can do a, 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 a Georgia Tech, Clemson, Wake Forest, Carolina, Duke, NC State tour? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, it's funny having it's spent crazy. times around like minor league teams and professional teams. Like travel is something that every sports organization has to deal with. The biggest difference here, though, and I think the 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 main thing here is just the sheer size of what we're talking about, right? It's one thing to move, like in the NFL, it's one thing to move what probably four hundred people, like right? Probably like you've got a 50, 50 man roster, all the head coach. Okay, let's call let's call five hundred people for a road trip in the NFL, just to be generous. 500 people go to London yep. for the London series or Germany for the Germany series. You understand that in the NFL, they go out a week in advance. That's how they do that. And on some a teams chartered go flight. Right. They go is, out yeah. on a chartered flight. They have coach class buses. So, and again, I, I'm not even worried about basketball. I am not worried about football, right? That's all built-in infrastructure. Yeah. I'm worried about softball. I'm worried about hockey. I'm worried about, like, I just, I look at some of these club sports. Those die. They're, they're, it's over. They're dead. There's no way to, are you, if you're Cal, 
Are you driving a truck across the country for your track and field team, for your, like, rowing? Again, I'll go to rowing. I'll go to, like, any of these, like, baseball and softball. Those are those are not revenue-generating sports, but they're major men's and women's sports programs. Mm-hmm. Are you are you going on a two week road trip to to the great eastern you know southeast corner of the country? Yeah, I think that's what they're looking at right now. I I, I don't know how else you would do it. And I think this other question that I saw posed a lot over the weekend was, "Hey, why can't you get? Why can't we get to a place in college sports where football and basketball are separate from?" you know, the rest of the non-revenue generators from a grant of rights perspective, like just because as an example, just because, you know, Oregon in football and basketball is in the big 10, why can't their conference affiliate, right? Notre Dame, perfect example, right? Free agent in, in football, ACC affiliate and everything else, right? Like why can't we do that when it comes to realignment? And the answer is the grant of rights system is broken. It does not work from a number of different angles but there's not a better solution because right now because nobody puts college swimming on ESPN yeah you don't uh, you don't often see track and field cross country water polo lacrosse mm-hmm. field hockey soccer women's soccer men's college soccer maybe once or twice a year you accidentally trip and fall on that well it's like uh it's like the college world series in softball or baseball or like the, the big championship time in the season, sometimes you will see, you know, college and so, uh, baseball and softball obviously are always on ESPN, but but like soccer or like sometimes you'll see lacrosse. Like there are some one-off opportunities that happen, but the, the issue is is that there's no good system in place that's universally accepted among the hundreds of member institutions where you can have your football program and basketball program in one conference and everyone else can stay local to minimize travel costs. Think about Stanford volleyball. Yeah, there's a and I'm not kidding. There's a chance a lot of these lesser sports go away. I can't see baseball, softball, volleyball going away at Stanford. I don't think they're ever going to eliminate swimming. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you're a lacrosse player, if you're I, 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 it, it sucks. This is this is the question I always have. You're making billions of dollars in the NCAA. And we're talking about eliminating educational opportunities for young people in this country because we can't get conference realignment right. Yeah. Because George Klyovkov and Larry Scott are incompetent imbeciles who don't know how to operate in college sports. Thanks. That's why this conversation's happening. And it it it's, again, completely unnecessary. Yeah. We should be talking about the Big 12 being dead and the Pac-12 dominating, but you had two guys running this conference who couldn't do it. So now we're talking about Stanford and Cal joining the ACC and killing lower-level sports. Yeah, I, it, it's it's a tragedy. It's There's brutal. no way around it, dude. I mean, I, I some people will tell you that using the word tragedy to describe this situation with the remnants of the Pac-12 is too strong, and I'm on the contrary. I think it's proper. I I, I think it perfectly describes the uh, conundrum that these four schools find themselves in. We haven't even gotten to uh, bad budgeting in athletic departments or, or or bad business ops in athletic departments, right? Like, like at least Stanford, mm. and this is kind of what we talked about a lot last week. Dude, Stanford is quite literally one of the best athletic programs or athletic departments in the entire country, which is why conferences want Stanford. You had 12 teams in the Pac-12. 
you let one of them, Carol Fult at USC, cut you off at the knees and you never recovered from it. <clears throat> and you had 11 other presidents. Well, let's call it 10 because UCLA went with UC USC. Sure. You had, you had 10 other presidents who just were like, nah, George has got this. George, ah, George Klyavkov is totally in control. Mm -hmm. And that's why we are where we are today. And, and I, I don't know how to explain it. And I'll be honest with you. It, it really frustrates me. Excuse me. It really frustrates me mm -hmm. that this PAC 12 is dead and we we're getting all kinds of press conferences now. And, and like, I, I listened to Bobby Robbins at Arizona today, talk about the situation in, in the conference and, uh, and why the PAC 12 melted down. And as we talk about this whole ACC Stanford and Cal thing, I want you to listen to this bite from Bobby Robbins, the president at the university of Arizona and listen to the way he describes what was pitched to, to the, to the conference by George Klyovkov and his team on Apple. I think the keys were um, the $23 million a year per school and uh, no games on linear access. I think those were the two things that were problematic for uh, people when they were evaluating the um, long-term long sustainability of the contract. And, of course, that it was subscription-based. Dude. I mean, unbelievable. You're asking a power five conference to, so wait, look, we got to get travel done. We got to get budgeting done. We got like, we got to get all this stuff done to make this huge machine of a business run. And then we still have to sell subscriptions. That's incredible. And I, and the best point I feel like you've made so far is that, Hey, there's all these billions of dollars. The well is not dry. In fact, it's quite the opposite yet. We can't get this figured out. So frustrating. And I, I look at all of this this talk with the Pac-12 and the, the Mountain West are supposedly, according to our sources anyway, in talks for a merger. And I, I feel like there's a, there's a drag race going on between the Mountain West and the ACC. And I would agree with you on Stanford. Stanford feels like that brand does not feel like a comfortable, logical fit in the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. But... It, it, as much as we've known, and if you listen to the show, you know we nailed conference realignment. We knew USC and UCLA were not going to be out west by themselves in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. We knew that. And now they've got Washington and Oregon. Solves their financial trouble. Done. Like their travel stuff. Like you can, you can handle the occasional trip out to, to see Maryland. You can handle the occasional trip out to see to see Rutgers, because the most of your stuff is in a good travel zone. But what did what when you look at this right here? Ask yourself this question: You're looking at Oregon State going to the Mountain West. What did the Big Twelve not get an expansion? What did, What did you say to me today? Hey, by the way, Brett Yormark didn't get Pacific Time Zone, a dedicated Pacific Time Zone conference, a team that are not a team an institution that is that is located truly in the pacific time zone because everyone's like oh well wait the arizona schools arizona and asu they're pacific time zone part of the year 
yeah, that might be true, but they're not in the potential. Arizona's in, Arizona the mountain, time. In, in, the, in the mountain time zone, essentially. Right. And so right? Brett so, Yormark wants, hey, you're on the west coast of the country. You are Oregon State, fully full-time Pacific time zone team. Gonzaga. P5, basketball, football, Gonzaga, basketball only, but great athletic department, huge value to the Big 12. That's what Brett Yormark wants. And so that's why I really am confused as to why Oregon State got left out because Stanford and Cal, I can kind of understand at least, right? Like, okay, Stanford's a great athletic department, one of the best in the country. Unfortunately, though, they struggle to make money in their athletic department, yes. right? So that, unfortunately, right now in today's climate is a big issue. Oregon State, on the other hand, while they are also not a nationally relevant team, they are a team that can cover their costs with their athletic department, Right, they're a team that's a ten-win football program. Uh, I could easily see Oregon State scratching into the top twenty-five. You know, most seasons, like they're a team that's moving the right direction. So you give them funding, you give them new opportunity. You figure that's a team that can come up, and they're in the Pacific Time Zone. So I'm really surprised, frankly, that Oregon State got left out. But unfortunately, it's a numbers game. And by the way, I'm not doing the Arizona time argument today. Arizona okay. never. So that's how it's going to be. Arizona never changes time. They never change time. It's always like right now, it's always 225 in, in Arizona because mm -hmm. they don't. So this idea that Arizona's fully in the Pacific time zone, which I see in the comments, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not. not. So he didn't, Brett Yormark didn't get the, didn't get the Pacific time zone. Now you had Gonzaga and Spokane where you had Oregon State and Corvallis. Okay, it solves that problem. But, I am not convinced, and I know that, that Oregon State has been in the last 48 hours talking to the Big 12. I am not convinced that they're going to get that Pacific time zone with Oregon State. I would more believe, um, because we heard very passionately on, what, Saturday, that the Big 12 was talking to Gonzaga about joining the conference. And Gonzaga is a very big lift to the Big 12 because they play every sport pretty much, but football Gonzaga basketball powerhouse but things like a baseball program that's amazing Gonzaga actually brings a lot of athletic value and this is the problem with not going after Stanford mm -hmm. because Stanford and I know you hate when I say this Stanford is arguably the best athletic department in the country they win now granted they've been down in football and basketball but they have shown you when they spend money and resources they win they're one of the best athletic departments in the country. And yet they're going to wind up in the ACC. And I, I, I hate it. And if I am the Mountain West, Gloria Navarra as the commissioner has to be aggressive right now. They have got to get Oregon State and Washington State. It is a must. It helps them with their TV partners. It will get them more money in their TV contract. And if it is, if it is true, I've heard three, four times in the last two days, San Diego State is talking to the Big 12 as well, which I'm, I don't believe that deal gets done. I think San Diego State much more values continuity, and I think, I think they are licking their wounds from the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with those, with those schools. Yeah. But again, I'm just going to sit here and tell you on this ACC Stanford-Cal story. Number one, you look at what's on the docket tomorrow morning in Berkeley. And it is a it is a board of regents meeting 
and they're specifically talking about UC Berkeley Pac-12 conference membership. Pack your thing up. We're out of here. It's this meeting, which is a closed session, is 100% about Cal Berkeley athletics. So the the wheels are turning. Mm-hmm. And I don't I think something's going to happen. Again, I I think these things generally take 5 to 7 business days to get done. Yeah. That's what we've seen in this cycle and Yep. I have no doubt this week that <clears throat> more business will be done. I do. Okay, less of us, more of you. I want to remind you while you're hitting the like button and please if you are not subscribed to the channel, all 2000 of you watching the show right now, uh, we are trying to get to 25,000 subs by kickoff of football season. We are just 502 away from 23,000. If you're not subscribed, can we get that done right now? Let's do it. Hit the like button. If you're new to the show, our minimum is 1,000 likes a show. Uh, but we'd really like to get to 23,000 today. That is just 502 subs. Hit the like button. Hit subscribe. We really appreciate that. I want to remind you this week, we are giving away tickets to see Baylor and Texas. That is in Waco. That is on the 23rd of September. And it's presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. It's really easy to enter this contest. For all of our, our Texas contingent, bless you, friends. We love the fact that we have a huge Baylor following. We love the fact that we have a huge uh, Texas Longhorn following on the show. Thank you guys for being here. We love every one of you. This is your contest. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. And all you have to do is sign up for your $10 trial membership at TridayTrading.com. That's all you have to do. It's a $10 charitable donation. So really at the end of the day, it is a tax write-off and you get 30 days of awesomeness with TridayTrading.com. I'll remind you quickly, if you didn't make $1,000 at work today, if you hate your boss, if you're pissed you're back in the office, if you're upset about the job you're doing or your soul is dying, start your own business. Work for yourself. Do it with our friends at TridayTrading.com. I'm telling you, part-timers make three to $500 a day doing about an hour and a half of work in the morning. We have so many listeners that are part-time day traders now. They program their, their algorithms in the morning. They go to work, they come home, and they count how much money they made that day in day trading. You can do it full-time. You can do it part-time. You can work from home. You don't have to worry about your boss because you're your own boss. Well, you should probably shower occasionally, but, yeah. you know, trydaytrading.com. So go there, sign up for the $10 charity. Show us that you're into the 30-day trial membership for your $10 charity donation. You're entered to win the contest. Yep. The tickets to see Texas at Baylor September 23rd. We'll n- announce the winner on Friday. We've had a good bit of people have entered the contest already. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. Tridaytrading.com, $10, 30-day trial membership. Sign up, take a screenshot, tag us on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, to hook it up. All right, let's get your comments in here. Anything on conference realignment you want to talk about? Um, my passionate take today is we got to stop slandering uh, the members of the, the PAC 12 that left the conference. Mm-hmm. We got to stop doing that. Um, I thought Taylor Randall at Utah today was spectacular. Um, he really, I thought laid out, um, everything that you wanted to know about why Utah did, but listen to what Taylor Randall says. He's asked, frankly, he's asked a really poor question here. 
But listen to his answer when he's asked about television. Dr. Crow, in his remarks on Saturday, referred to the media overlords. Do you believe that <laughs> what happened with the Pac-12 happened because Fox and ESPN find these schools more valuable apart than they do together? I'm just going to quote Harlan. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> no, anyway, fair. look, um, you know, media is part of it, but so is building an incredible, uh, an incredible league that wants to stay together. Um, when you think about this from a university president's perspective, you're looking broader than 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 just the dollars and cents. Um, you got to keep an athletic program healthy, so it's got to meet some minimum viability um, for sure. But on the margin, you're not going to choose for a million or two, you know, here. You're thinking about the long-term view of the university and where you need to position it. And I'm sure that's what the other presidents uh, were, were, were doing as well. Stop blaming the universities. Stop blaming the, the TV industry. Stop. Go to the source. You had, and, and the universities carry some blame for the incompetence of Larry Scott and George Klyovkov in the Pac-12. Right. There's no doubt about that. Right. Stop blaming ESPN for, you know, your dog crapping on your rug. Not everything is ESPN's fault, man. Not everything is Fox's fault. The Pac-12 had deals they could have made and chose not to make them. And then they got outmaneuvered by Brett Yormark in the Big 12. And really, they got outmaneuvered by ESPN. They got outmaneuvered by USC and UCLA and Stanford and or excuse me, Oregon and Washington, they got outmaneuvered, period. Sorry, Stop folks, that's what it is. blaming the universities that find themselves in the Big Ten and the Big 12 as being, you know, they're just money grubbing. So college sports shouldn't be worried about money. When Cal's broke, when we know that, that Washington is very tight financially, Washington State's broke as a joke? Yeah. Come on now. That's not realistic. That's yeah. my... There you go. Monty's passionate take of the day. That's what oh, you get. Real. That's that's why you're nice, here. dude. Nice. And you're welcome. Cleveland rocks. First one in today. Rocks. Good to see you. How about the comment made by the Arizona State AD the very next day after entering the Big 12 about Morgantown? Mm -hmm. It was arrogant and unprofessional. The response from the West Virginia AD was pure mic drop on X. He means Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, X. I don't know how many other ways we can say this. Ray Anderson, the athletic director at Arizona State, and Michael Crow, the president at Arizona State, are incompetent. They're, they're just not good at athletics. Michael Crow, the president at Arizona, is phenomenal everything else. Take a, you Just keep him out of athletics. Hire a competent athletic director who can actually speak without embarrassing himself in the university. Right. And doesn't hire his best friends and refuses to fire his best friends. Herm Edwards. Hire competent people. Michael Crow, I don't know why he keeps Ray Anderson around. Ray Anderson quite literally said, I'm not even aggrandizing. He said, we're a top 15 program at our best. Which means... Top, they're 15th or lower, and their best is 15th as a football basketball player. What are you talking program. about, man? Congratulated Bobby Hurley, the ASU basketball coach, and Duke legend Bobby Hurley 
for turning over his entire roster in the portal two years in a row. Uh, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know what, Rox? I think you're actually ab- absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. I, I think it's just crazy. Uh, Kaufman for $5. The Monty Show coming uh, to you live from Big 12 country. Oh, <laughs> I Big mean, 12 country. Now, remember, remember, still got one more year left in Pac-12 country. But I can see 100 truck stops right out the window. Amazing today that across the mountain region, truck stops popping up everywhere here in the truck stop <laughs> conference. <laughs> I might add the fuel cost is at discount right now too. You know. Flying J's everywhere. Yeah. Truck. Has anybody figured out why truck stop conference is an insult? No. I still haven't figured that out. Me and I love that truck stop conference is calling the Pac-12 flyover conference. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Planes fly over every conference. Yeah. Just saying. Just uh, I'm over here trying to figure it out, man. Uh, K-Dub with $1.99 says, any update on Gonzaga and other basketball schools to the Big 12? I I think the succinct update is it's not if, it's when with Gonzaga. Yeah. And I I still am not convinced UConn's getting into the Big 12. I'm just not convinced of that. Yeah, I think it's too much of a pain in the ass, dude. I think the football program is is a problem. I think... There's not a lot of incentive. Again, you don't have that that ace in the hole with geography, right? You're an East Coast team, not a Pacific time zone team. Yeah. So, you know, if, the, if UConn was in Washington, let's say, or Oregon or California, and they had a bad football program, but this dynamite basketball program, we're having a different conversation. But unfortunately, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, mm. I, I, you have to add Gonzaga. And I think once we are, once these four schools in the Pac-12, Oregon, why do I keep saying Oregon? I don't know. It's time for Buckshot. Oh, okay. You know what? You know, if you feel like you need the boost right now. The brain and the tongue are not like synced up here at the truck stop. Well, having tongue sinkage is really, you know, ideal. Well, that was last night. But the point is in the truck stop right now, (laughs) the clutch is the, 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 the clutch in the, the brake pedal in in seventh gear and shit. Okay, cheers. Pardon me. Uh, it. it um, yeah. Uh, uh, see what happened was I just popped a buckshot. It's all gonna be fine. Buckshot from our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Two hundred milligrams of caffeine. You guys, I I talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I continue to tell you that one. My voice is not healed as we had hoped that it would be today. Still have a little bit of a cough. I'm for real. We actually took bets on it today. We thought my voice was a hundo P because I was able to drop a massive, loud, echoing <laughs> F-bomb on the 15th T-Box yesterday. I got to tell you, that was a great oh, test. Oh, my God. It echoed dude. off the mountains up at Canyons Resort. I felt not bad at all about it, but I thought my voice was healed. Yeah. But I will say... I did lose another pound and a half over the weekend. We're down 40 pounds now. Boom. Right? So we're in great shape. I give it all to my friends at Bucked Up Energy because, listen, when I tell you guys, hey, get to buckedup.com, promo code Monty20 to save 20% off your purchase. Um, Collagen peptides. They they have the best protein powder I've ever used. Uh, My wife is training for this triathlon I always tell you guys about. She's using their endurance product. Hook it up, buckedup.com, promo code Monty20 in the description below. Get a free uh, sampler pack. 
of their new Buck Bars. I hate protein bars. I've said it for years. The Buck Bar is not a protein bar, friends. It is a, it's a piece of dessert. It is indulgent. I look forward to it every day. And it's number one ingredient. It's not sugar. It's not oil. <clears throat> I was fighting it. It's whey protein isolate. Yes. The purest form of protein, whey protein isolate. Get it in the description below. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Promo code Monty20 to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Gary, what's up, my guy? $2. SEC, ACC merger. The sack. <laughs> See what he did there? It's the sack of... It's a combo between the SEC and the ACC, right? And we removed some letters and it spells sack because, yeah, you, you know, we're children on the program. There's no way to spell balls with SEC and ACC. Yeah, so you know. Program. Sack. And stuff. You know. Stay hard. Yeah. It's just what it is. Uh, Mark Thorpe gives us $20. Mark, good to see you, my friend. Uh, looks like he got better looking and uh, probably lost some weight today. Um, you've said re repeatedly ASU sports <coughs> leadership is incompetent and Utah is top notch. They are. Uh, both their recent press conferences reinforce that. Crow and Anderson appeared amateur and awkward. Randall and Harlan were gracious and skilled. Yes, they were. What I agree. Ray Anderson, the athletic director at ASU, said about West Virginia is embarrassing. I mean, that is, and, and I think in almost any other in instance, that may be a terminable offense. You may be gone. You may be fired for that. And yet at Arizona State, he probably got an extension. Yep. And I only half jokingly say that. He said, basically, he said, I'll never go to Morgantown. I'll send one of my assistants. That's the nice way to say it. Yeah. I'm not going to Morgantown. I'll send one of my assistants. Okay, cool. They're probably going to replace you or should, but they won't because Michael Crow's a buffoon. Mm -hmm. But it's remarkable that that passes for professionalism these days. Yeah, I just I just think that, and we were, we were having conversations over the weekend, like, dude, I think when when people are friends and they're comfortable, they'll do, they'll do low-grade business. They'll do crap things, and that's just acceptable, and that's the culture it's at what ASU. It is what it is, right? Is what it is. Stan, um, dude. Bro, don't dude. die on me, please. It's only Monday, bro. Stand for $5. Just wanted to let you know I'm tuned in and watching via my 23rd century Star Trek equipment. Oh, nice, dude. Nice. Okay. It, how, how's, how's interstellar life treating you, bro? I'm for real. Awesome movie. By the way, I watched um, Gladiator, the editor's cut. Maximus. Maximus. The editor's it, cut is better. It is so good. I watched it on my brand new 75-inch Fire TV. We got to talk about that. Can I got to measure it. I had a 75-inch Samsung that wouldn't stream live sports. It just kept buffering. And the the people at my internet company were like, yeah, dude, that TV's from 2018. Yeah, technology's advanced since then. The TV's from 2018. And it won't stream live sport. The internet connection in the back. <laughs> well, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Thank you for watching the show. <laughs> Gop. What's up, my guy, Gop? Good to see you for $5. Any chance the Big 12 adds two more this cycle? I do think there's a chance. Yeah. The question is, are you willing to be unbalanced to get Gonzaga? Because I don't see two teams that fit in this league. I could easily say Cal and Oregon State. All right, good to go. But if you add Cal and Oregon State, you're at 18. Are you really going to go to 19 with Gonzaga? Man, that seems unlikely. 
That seems unlikely to me. It really does. Um, too much gravy for my biscuits, otherwise known as Better Call Saul, who's been a member for three months. Bless you, friends. If you want to be a member, hit the join button. For $1.99, all your comments get highlighted. For $9.99, you get access to our members-only Instagram group, which has been fantastic all through this, this realignment thing. Chaos. Chaos. Um, says, thanks, Marlon Shaw. Hey, Monty, remember the pack? Hey, oh, did Monty. Mar- did Marlon Shaw give us members? He did. Marlon Shaw gives 10 memberships. Let's go, Marlon. Strong start to the week, bud. Let's go. Let's go, Marlon Shaw. Love you, dude. Appreciate that. Thank you, Marlon, for giving 10 memberships. Uh, shout out to Tanner Plummer, who's been a member for seven months today. Um, wow, look at you guys with the, the memberships. Aaron Wilson, pew, pew, let's go, Lubbock. You guys understand. And I'm warning you in Austin, in Dallas, Waco, Houston, tell your friends because Lubbock is now a top 15 market on this show. I'm for real. One of the top 15 cities that watch this show. Now, I'm not saying Lubbock is Dallas. It's no different. SMU doesn't deliver Dallas, and neither does Lubbock County. And I don't know why I'm changing the twang in my accent to let you know I'm I'm all hat, no cattle. But the point is, settle down. Okay. The the point is, (laughs) I really don't care if you think it's us. Pew pew. Let's go, Lubbock. Family. Good to see you, Aaron Wilson. Thank you for uh, thank you for giving two memberships. Go, baby. Let's go. See, my friends. My fr- it's, it's, it's magic, that simple. Bro. Hit the like button. Make sure you hit subscribe on the show. Thank you to everybody. We picked up a quick 75. We're at 22,526. Appreciate all of you. Curious, creative, not talented. Uh, okay. Who the f- is that guy? You seem a little self-deprecating, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying you're talented. Based on your picture, your profile picture, Whatever you could the avatar. Yeah, it's like a little black square. Yeah. There's not much creativity here, yeah. as the name said. Hey, look here, man. Real creative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he gives us ten dollars to say the Apple deal wasn't going to get approved by enough Pac-12 members. The hope was the big. It didn't happen. This is the better option than the Mountain West Conference and Indy, and therefore the best. Well, listen, guys, we told you about this Apple deal. And the funny thing is. Somebody was, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, said that it was like selling, oh, Brett McMurphy, Action Network, Mm -hmm. had a source say to him, we were going to have to sell Boy Scout and Girl Scout cookies or whatever he said. I think Bobby Robbins said that. Did he really? I think, let me, let me double check. I'm pretty sure Bobby said Somebody said exactly what I said. Yeah. Which was, this is like going door to door, selling candy bars or trying to get your baseball team's travel for the summer paid for. Like, you're not a minor league sport here. This is a Pac-12. The idea that you are going to have to sell subscriptions just to get to where the Big 12 is means you were probably never going to catch the Big 12 in revenue. And that I know the the reports have varied widely, but I'm going to go with what we've reported for the better part of eight months on this show. It was $20 million. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to get it done. And, And again... Again, I just asked Stanford and Cal. If $20 million in the Pac-12 was what you were going to take, okay, I understand that. Yeah. But do you really think you can take $23 million from the ACC? And let's be generous. Florida State ain't giving you $23 million. But let's say you get $23 million. 
Is that a financially viable athletic department? That was Bobby Robbins. Man, it was Bobby Robbins. Yes, and also uh, going through Brett McMurphy's Twitter, mm -hmm. 45 minutes ago he tweeted that sources uh, are telling him that the Big 12 has no appetite to add any of the Pac-12 schools or San Diego State. The quote is, we have no interest in doing anything we're done. I think San Diego State's dead on arrival in the Big 12. I just think they made a fool of themselves. I, and I'm not even trying to be that guy that's hating or anything. I legitimately think if you're Brett Yormark, San Diego State is that is that program where you're like, dude, like, why why would we want to add you? Okay, sure, we could you could be a budget ad, but the problem is Adela wants a pro rata that she deserves. And I don't think there's any getting away from that. Like, if you're a San Diego State fan, you're probably tired of that being held over your program's head. But when you're going to say something so brazen, so in the face of the process, and and you're going to say something that displays that you have no idea how a television contract works, exactly. or, or you have no idea what a pro rata actually is in reality, that's when you lose guys like Brett Yormark who are operators. It's one thing to be philosophically different, right? If, if San Diego State truly understood what a pro rata was and, and they were just pushing and maybe they were just a little philosophically different. You can kind of massage that through conversation. But if you're going to come out here and make an idiot of yourself saying things like we deserve a pro rata as a G5, you don't know what a pro rata is. And it begs, it, it really begs the question of, are you really worth the trouble? Because you're not a power five school at this point. So, and we haven't even gotten to the $34 million exit fee. So if you're Brett Yormark, I just don't think San Diego State makes a lot of sense. I am a bit surprised if, and again, I'm not questioning Brett McMurphy, very reliable, you know, not typically wrong. But but if that is indeed true that the Big 12 is not interested in Pac-12 schools, I'm a little surprised that they are passing on Oregon State. That is a bit surprising to me. It, it's not surprising to me. I, I think, I'll just go back to what I said five minutes ago. How does the Big 12 operate at 18 or 20 teams? I, I don't think it's possible. I think the scheduling in a conference, and I want to be gentle here, but you're not the Big Ten. You don't have the infrastructure financially to go and add another 10 people just to handle scheduling because that's what the Big Ten is having to do. The Big Ten, because now they've added Oregon and Washington, they're going to schedule up. So they have to staff up to schedule up. They're talking about hiring five to six people. You're the big 12. You're going from 10 to 16 making schedules. How are you going to do 18 or 20? Do you know? I, I And you don't, but it is really difficult to schedule properly. Travel cost, logistics, exams. Hey, can we have, can we have Arizona out on the in Morgantown mm -hmm. when Arizona has midterm exams. Well, we need to, hey, you know, is that setting the student athlete up? Hey, can we have Arizona basketball on a on a you know a a Midwest five game trip when hey it's Christmas break and no or hey no because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay for more mental health. They've already talked. This has been a, and I'm so thankful this is being talked about, but these conferences that are expanding, the Big Ten and the Big 12 mainly, 
they're going to have to add mental health advocates for their student athletes because they're concerned and not again, not football and basketball, whose travel is not going to change. These lower level sports, their volleyball teams that aren't used to being on the other side of the country for a week and a half, 10 days at a time, they're worried about how that's going to impact their kids scholastically. They're worried about how that's going to impact their mental health. Which they should be. That's part of this process. But I maintain. Yeah. And this is what I feel like, excluding you, because I know we've talked about it, but like I feel like most people in this conversation don't want to talk about and are, are unwilling to say is it doesn't matter if you don't want these kids to go through the mental health issues. That's They're right. going to go through mental health issues because conference realignment dictates that Stanford probably, obviously they haven't joined the ACC, but if that does happen, it, you're literally dictating to that rower, that volleyball player, that you got to go across the country for 10 days because of the travel schedule and what all this looks like. So it's everything from being jet lagged to not being home and sleeping in your own bed to class online to everything. So and one of the, it's funny you bring up class online. What's one of the biggest concerns with all this? That these kids will become further attached to their electronics and less attached to human beings. Yeah. And I see everybody asking about, hey, you know, what, what, what is the ACC going to do here? And I, you guys, I truly don't believe that Stanford and Cal are going to the ACC. It makes so little sense. But, but okay, if not the ACC, where? Because I don't think the Mountain but, West, the Mountain West is just a fallback option. And it might have been John or somebody was. Several people were saying Stanford's going to go independent. Guys, do you understand how difficult it is for Notre Dame to be independent, and how 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 much the window is shrinking? So you now have an eighteen team, eighteen team Big Ten. Mm -hmm. You now have a sixteen team Big Twelve. Ask yourself, how many available games do any of those teams have? Because I think it's a foregone conclusion. It has been talked about all weekend long. This is not me. I'm just saying yeah. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. Everybody's going to have to go to 10 games a year from now. Absolutely. Every conference is going to have 10 conference games. So let me ask you this. If, if you are Stanford or Notre Dame, and let's say you're independents, what about USC? USC is now expected to win the big, big 10 or compete for it every single year. Do you still want to play Notre Dame? Notre Dame, I think 13th team in the country in the coaches pool today. Yeah. You have 10 big 10 teams that you got to play every year in a much improved big 10 UCLA, Nebraska, like, like look at the way that big 10 teams are trending up. Yeah. So ask yourself if you're USC, do you still want to schedule Notre Dame? You want to. Mm -hmm. It's a marquee game, big TV. Okay, great. Can you afford to if you want to be a if you want to be a college football playoff team? I'm going to tell you you can't. Well, and I think the pressure on being a college football playoff team continues to go up. I mean, again, I I I don't know how many times we're going to say this, but I have to think it's a lot. Dude, you have to be in the college football playoff to to have an insurance policy of survival. You have to. I mean, if you want Dude, if you want to be prioritized in realignment, yeah. because again, I'm just going to keep saying this too. This is not the last wave of realignment. In fact, in my opinion, realignment's just getting going here. We may get 
you know, three to five year windows where realignment doesn't take place. But I'm telling you, this is not the last time we're going to be talking about stuff like this. So when we're in those windows where the dust is settled, we're just doing what we do in college athletics, like everything's worked out and we're not talking realignment. It's in those times where you define your value for the next conversation. So if you're SC, you need that game. You need so, a valuable schedule. If you're Ohio State who plays Notre Dame September 23rd, you want to keep playing Notre Dame in a 10 in a 10 game schedule, Big Big 10 land when you have 10 Big 10 teams on your schedule already. You want to you want to keep playing them? Notre Dame also plays Pitt. Now, if I'm Pitt, I'm playing Notre Dame. What about Clemson? You think Clemson's going to keep it? What if Clemson does end up in the SEC? I don't think they will. If they end up in the SEC, you got to play 10 SEC conference games. You want to play Notre Dame? No, nah, I don't think we do. Notre Dame is on the clock in independence. And I would remind you, why didn't the Big Ten add Cal and Stanford to go to 20? Because like my, my bro over here says, Realignment's just getting started. Yeah. They know, the Big Ten knows that Duke and North Carolina may well be available. And look at all the money the Big 12's making in basketball. Mm -hmm. We want some of that. We want a piece of chicken. We want some breast meat instead of thighs. Yeah, can I get a 50 piece? Yeah, let's go. Give me 20, give me 20 pieces and two of them had damn well better be Duke and North Carolina. That's why they didn't go to 20. Because they, they, much to your point, and this is where I credit you on your stupid Stanford and Cal takes. Stanford and Cal <laughs> cannot be counted on to be championship caliber teams in either basketball or football. Mm -hmm. Now, at Duke and Carolina, Carolina's actually got a pretty competitive. Drake May's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, Carolina's got a fine, fine enough football team. And they compete and they win. What they win two years ago, they won the national championship. Duke is Duke. Yeah, Duke is Duke. Now, they haven't done much since Fat Ass blew out his shoe in the tournament. Yeah, nice Kyrie. Right? Coach K retired. Okay, Fat. they're going through a transition. Anybody not want Duke in there? Raise your hand. Who doesn't want Duke? Hey, uh, hey, raise your hand. Who doesn't want the ESPN Duke UNC 50 times a season contract? But that's what I'm saying. Like, Come on, it, bro. I think that's why you got the Big Ten not going to, but not going to 20 teams because the, they think they know it's coming. This is my point about Stanford, though. The only roadblock to Stanford and the ACC is geography and travel. That's we it. have to find a solution. No, for I, what? I'll say it. What if we you, have to find a solution for travel? No, we don't. Stanford and Cal need to go into the Mountain West. No, you. The there is dude, no the way. Mountain West. Okay, will, here's the problem. The Mountain West. We can sit here and dream about. Oh, the Mountain West is going to expand. And they're going to have a $12 million TV contract and everything's going to be great. The reality is they're not going to be a power five conference. They're not And the power four conferences are going to continue to widen that gap. Are you just trying to piss me off today? Is that what I, this is? I, you can, you it, can is disagree, this, but is it's this literally the situation, just, dude. is this piss off fat ass day? Yeah, because I'm telling you, but all due respect, I, I am telling you Stanford and Cal cannot go to the ACC. It makes no sense from a whole lot. Dude, if you're a fucking engineering student at Stanford, how are you going to take your final when you got Wake Forest tomorrow afternoon? So it, do you know how hard it is to be a student at Stanford? I don't know why this fires me up. I, 
You know what? I just need a Papa Murphy's calzone. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Download the Papa Murphy's app. Make sure that you use the promo code MONTY25. And you guys, here's how we do it. You get the calzone. And make a custom calzone. Get whichever one you want. Then you order the marinara meatball. Put the meatball and the marinara sauce on top of the calzone. Now you're cooking with gas. or I mean, electric works too. But the point is, it's really good. It is really, really good. That's what I would say. Hey, a little breaking news uh, out of television. And this is something we've had epic debates on this show about. Um... They have hired Richard Sherman, as I try to type his name, to replace Shannon Sharp on Undisputed on Fox Sports 1, FS1. Now, for us, we've talked about this at length. That does not even move the needle for us. Because it's garbage. I still have never watched Undisputed. Not one time. Yeah. I am not a Skip Bayless guy in any way, shape, or form. You guys know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Does this excite you at all? Will it make you watch? No, because uh, this has nothing to do with Richard Sherman, right? This has everything to do with Skip Bayless and the way he goes about doing his show. And and the, my biggest problem with Undisputed is it feels fabricated. You, you're not really having a conversation. What you're doing and what they do, in my opinion, on that show yes. and in that department is they will say, okay, we're talking about Stanford going to the ACC. What's the most outlandish thing we can find to say about Stanford to the ACC? And then Skip's going to try and die on this hill, and it'll be Richard's job to play the other way, to 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 be the devil's advocate, if you will. Do you That's think what they he, do. Do you think he keeps going at him? I don't know. Too much uh, gravy for the biscuits says it's a fail. Uh, LV Seminole says, yo, Sherman. Ha <laughs> ha. He will have no chill yeah. with Slip Bayless. I, I think Richard Sherman will Schlip. be will be harder on Drip Bayless than than Buddy was. I, I I think that 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 Richard Sherman does not care. I think Richard Sherman will go after him. What I don't and they have like, already. I've seen the clips on on X. Yeah, on X. See what he did there. It's I hate X. Saying that. Hey guys, guys, guys. Hey guys, 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 guys. Hey, let's jump on X to have no. a conversation. Sid Irish says Richard Sherman is funny AF. AAR says Scuttlebutt said it was going to be Richard Sherman 100. Too Much Gravy says it's a fail. But does Richard Sherman make you more tolerable to Skip Bayless's dumbass Dallas no. Cowboys take? No, it doesn't. Right? It, like, it doesn't I, make I it don't, better. I don't need to hear Skip. And I say I've never watched a show, but this is how many dumb things he said that are all over the place. I don't need to hear Skip worrying about the playoff picture when you have a player on the field dying. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. And, and I think that what, what I am, what I, what I will say here though, is that I'm glad that Skip Bayless is not going to ESPN. There were a lot of smoke around, Hey, would they try to bring him back and, you know, have a little reunion? Can't do it, Can't do it bro. It, it just, I, I just genuinely, and we'll, we'll get back to football here, but I just genuinely feel like the, the shows it, it, we went through a stretch in sports talk TV where, 
hot take show was really hot. Really everyone hot. Everyone wanted it, and it was the thing, and it was like, hey, we're doing Cup of Joe and making a jackass of ourselves on TV, and we've moved along now. Oh we my passed god, that. I forgot about that. I where is that comment? Um, let's see. Where's OG Gary? Right here. OG Gary, but is Sherman still better at life than Skip? Do you guys remember when Sherman told Skip Bayless he was better at life? <laughs> so good. So, yes, yes, main event. So good. So good. I just, mm. Northeast Ohio, what's a state fan? Finally, someone in the mainstream sports media defending defensive players. Look, I listen. I think they 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 did the best they could. Honestly, I would Fox, agree. I think they've done well with this hire. Now, unequivocally it's i'm not gonna watch that show sorry richard that you're not making me watch that show all right let's get back to football because there's a lot of big football news today on the show please there's 1800 people watching the show hit the like button Uh, we're trying to get to a thousand likes every single day on the show generally we do and we appreciate that but we're trying to get to 23,000 subscribers by the time the show ends today we've got two hours to go we need 468 subscribers there's 1824 of you you're not all subscribed to the show. It cannot be possible. Please hit the like button. Please give us a subscribe. Uh, breaking news in football realignment. The ACC uh, is working on adding Stanford and Cal. I'm going to tell you, you know, while we've been sitting here, I've been texting with people, and I don't believe there's any way this happens. The ACC has been talking about expanding and breaking this grant of rights. I mean, the grant of rights conversation is, what, two years old at a minimum? Yeah. The expanding thing is a year old at a minimum. I don't believe there's any validity in this. I would more see Stanford in their massive endowment become independent than I would see them join the ACC. I think that Stanford academics is too difficult already. Just showing up every day on campus for the garden variety student is hard to pass. Mm -hmm. When you're an athlete, you're traveling and you're training and you're playing, and then you go to school Asking your kids to take exams and Spanish classes and nitro math engineering quadratic equation formulas and shit like from <coughs> from the East Coast, from Miami. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what Stanford's about. I don't see a lot of validity in this. Um, sources told us yesterday and today that over the last 48 hours, the Pac-12 and the Mountain West have had significant conversations about a merger. I far more see that happening. Um, I think that is a that is absolutely big to do. The only ACC, that to, ACC story to me today that has legs is Florida State to the SEC. And I say that because when I look at Florida State's situation, they're so out there. And the, the thing that they do that I, I I really am still surprised about is on a daily basis, when you talk to somebody at Florida State, they're ripping the rest of their ACC members, which still is shocking to me that Florida State thinks that's their best path to breaking the grant of rights. Because depending on who you believe, and I believe that the, the sources and TV I speak to, they need eight other ACC members to break their grant of rights. And then they have to get them to pay $120 million. Mm-hmm. Because if you pay the $120 million, that does not mean that you can go put your, your games on somebody else's network. No, no, friends. You still have to get a release from that grant of rights. And I just do not believe that Florida State's in a position to do that. 
But I do think Florida State's a better fit in the, the SEC than the ACC. The problem for Florida State is I also don't believe that they're a quality athletic program. I also don't believe that they're a, a college football powerhouse any longer until they show us that they are. So I understand that Dabo built that Clemson program on name, image, and likeness. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. We built this program on NIL. But ACC stands for already crowned Clemson. And until Florida State stops trouncing people like Clemson, Jake, I just don't see the rest of this conference wanting to help them. Yeah, I just don't know why you would. And I think, you know, the 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 main point's always been if you're a low-end ACC team, why would you want to help Florida State get out? Because ultimately, once Florida State is out, the grant of rights is going to get renegotiated. Your TV partners are going to want to change the number and the commitment. Uh, and that's going to hurt the low-end brand in the ACC, just like it has in the Pac-12, just like it will continue in the bigger conferences. So, again, I still maintain, like, everyone freaks out. Oh, my God, Florida State is making a fuss in the ACC. Who cares? Why does it matter? Because, ultimately, they can yell as loud as they want to, and they can they can talk as much junk as they want to. You're not changing the contract you signed. Yeah, it I is agree. ironclad, 2036, you're effed. That's what it is. That's the agreement you signed. Willingly. Yeah, and by the way, I think everyone doesn't realize this. They've spent like a year with their legal team trying to find a loophole and haven't found one. Do you really think that paid professionals in the legal field can't find loopholes if they're there? They're, just all of a sudden, there's going to be a... Just a, I, a bridge to I, get out. I love this argument last week that somebody was making that a friend's cousin's brother worked at a law firm whose partner had a, like a, a, a distant relationship at another law firm that reviewed the grant of rights for Florida State. <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure it was close to that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, really? We're hopscotching through the family tree trying to find a conflict of interest to get out of the ACC Anything grant of that rights. they can do, bro. Bro, it's not happening. Yeah. Forget about it. Uh, C. Will gives us $2 to say, not a fan, but Florida State matters in the South. They do. I'm not saying they don't matter. What I'm just simply saying is you can complain all you want. You can hate on the other member institutions in your conference, which yep. I would never recommend, but they did that. That doesn't mean you're getting out. And by the way, if you continue to behave this way, when the grant of rights is up, nobody's going to help you. And I, I, in my opinion, if I'm Greg Sankey, I'm sitting here looking at this program like, yeah, they are fit in our conference. But I'm not a big fan of the way they went about this. It's a bad yep. look. Wyatt Earp gives us $20. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. Good to see you, Earp. Uh, you guys were spot on through the entire Big 12 pack saga. Love your show. Great reporting, insightful commentary. Thank you for hosting group therapy the last 13 months. Wyatt Earp, <laughs> first of all, give Doc Holiday our best. I yeah. hope that cough has gotten better. I've been going through it, so I totally understand it. Um, do you have any reference to what yes. that means? It's tuberculosis. It's, yeah. it's not a cough. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for the tip. Kenneth Maynard for $5. Maybe Stanford and Cal are football-only members to the ACC, other sports to the WCC. There's a lot of there's a lot of credence in that. And that's what I mean. We have that's to be not able bad. to do that. You have to be able to do that. Well, because they're free agents now. Stanford and Cal... 11 months from now are free agents. Yeah. And I mean, you can be creative when, when you're not under contract. I, that's a really good point, Kenneth. I never thought about that. Um, let's see. Horned 
frog spelled backwards to Gorf Denro. Um, <laughs> nice name, dog. My guy for $10. Imagine the pack if it had lost USC and UCLA, but added TCU, Texas Tech, Okie State, Kansas State, Kansas, and Iowa State. It's a different conversation. What could have been, that. bro? This conf- the Big 12 would be dead. The Pac-12 would be thriving. And, and it's amazing. It's it didn't happen because Carol Fault at USC was like, nah, bro, we're going to the Big 10. Can you imagine, man, and real quick, I'll run through that. Do you guys know this story? I'm sure you do. Um, Carol Fult, the president at USC, was on a call with what's believed to be four other members of the Pac-12. And George Klyovkov had this call to specifically talk about expanding with Big 12 members. People are like, yeah, I'm in. Uh-huh. How about, yep, I'm in too. How about you? Yeah, we're in. Carol, uh, your thoughts. No, we don't need to expand. I don't want to talk about it again. Okay, not expanding, guys. Thanks. She got off the phone and let play play along with me. Like 15 minutes later, sent the fax to the Big Ten saying that they were joining. Like you let that happen not once, twice with Bobby Robbins now. And I warned you and everybody told me, oh, you're just being stupid. You're gaslighting. You don't know what you're talking about. When they added Bobby Robbins to the board of directors mm-hmm. at the at the Pac-12, the president in Arizona, two weeks ago, they put him on the board of directors. And what did I say? Huge mistake. You're going to let history repeat itself. Yeah. Two weeks later, Bobby Robbins is out the door. He's in the Big 12. And your conference is dead. Yep. It's, it's amazing how many times the Pac-12 has let it happen. Thanks. Marlon Shaw, you stud for $10. What's the over-under until Anderson gets fired at ASU? Right again, Monty. The guy is beyond the worst. He's an embarrassment, disaster, and all-around a-hole. Another 10 years, easy. I don't even think – I'm not even exaggerating. I think you just joined a new conference. Nothing's going to change. So let me get this right. Ray Anderson has overseen incredible disappointment athletically. A massive scandal with Herm Edwards, who by all accounts was had zero oversight at ASU football from, I don't know, Ray Anderson, his friend and athletic director. Mm-hmm. And now we know, according to the NCAA, his staff allegedly committed raunchy, terrible, the worst of the worst recruiting violations. That's right, T. And Herm Edwards didn't get fired for that. He gutted his entire staff, didn't get fired for that. Finally, Finally, when the NCAA said, yeah, we're going to drop the hammer. Hey, we fired Herm Edwards. Hey, uh, hey, real quick, somebody get that. Call Herm, he's fired. Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, we fired Herm. Like, I mean, I mean, that was a plan all along. You know, it's called, he's gone. He's officially out of here, man. Like, that's what it feels like Ray Anderson did. On the phone with the NCAA, yeah, you guys didn't fire Herm. What do you mean we didn't fire Herm? Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. Paul Eagle, get that letter for her. We hey, fired him. What do you mean? Yeah, we fired him. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's gone. That's the only reason I, I, I truly believe in my heart of hearts. My opinion is the only reason Ray Anderson fired Herm Edwards is because the NCAA was going to drop the hammer on him. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you still didn't fire Ray Anderson for being incompetent. He's going to be there forever, Marlon. Forever. HAM, finally, transparency at the U. It all, it's all we want. And we we can contrast these two as I have. Yeah. And I've told you, Mark Harlan, best athletic director, top 10 athletic director in the country. Yep. Best athletic director by far in the old Pac-12. We'll see how he maneuvers into the Big 12. 
And you have a guy in Taylor Randall who I think has been nothing but class and an example for how to navigate a really difficult situation. And again, you listen to what they talked about in their press conference today. Listen to what Mark Harlan said about Brett Yormark. I had a chance to, to finally communicate with Commissioner Yormark. He's got a vision, as the president alluded to. Um, he's got a lot of things he's thinking about. Sometimes I'm like, wow, can we do that? But he seems to have figured out different ways to do that. So excited about that collaboration moving forward. I mean, it, it's the exact it's right point, answer. Dude, it's on point. And, and so as you guys hit the like button on the show and you subscribe, the thing that I would tell you is we need to stop slandering these Pac-12 schools that stayed until it was clear they couldn't stay. And Utah's the best example of this. Everybody said, we don't want them in the conference. No, 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 no. You want them in the Big 12. Yeah. You, you, you not want, you need them in the Big 12. And I know this frustrates people, and I'd love to have the conversation today. Utah's going to come in, and I think within three seasons, they're going to win the Big 12 championship real. in football. I think they're going to win the Big 12 championship in football. I agree. And I think they are going to be a very, very steady, if not rock solid, part of the football plan that keeps the Big 12 in the national championship picture year in and year out. Well, and I wonder how long Kyle Whittingham has left because a lot of people around Salt Lake will tell you that, that hey, like, you know, if it had worked out that the Utes were going to the Mountain West, let's say that Witt would have retired. And, well, of I, course and, he I, and I agree with that 100%. And that, for, you know, my opinion, would have been the right move for Witt. But I think my opinion is also that, hey, now that you got to a legitimate Power Five, now that you're in a place where – You've got reliability. You're moving forward. You've got momentum. Uh, you have you have a true path to, you know, the college football playoff on a regular basis. I, I would guess that would re-energize Witten, and I haven't even gotten to the Holy War yet. So to me, I, I just think I, I hope that Witt's got another five years in him. I really do, because I think if he does, they're going to win the Big 12, like he just said, inside of three years. But I think if you go through a coaching change – and you know you have all this turnover that's obviously going to that's obviously going to change things and i think unfortunately for utah because their basketball program is is just not men's. good men's, men's basketball program is not good yeah you know you have to be good in football because i think they have an elite women's program in basketball and really the entire uh women's sports program at utah is elite i mean their their softball their gymnastics like their basketball had a a historic year this year They've clearly taken a step forward. And I have to believe at some point, knowing the quality of athletic director that Mark Harlan is, mm -hmm. that men's basketball program is going to get figured out. And it that's the only missing link in their athletic program. Yeah. They've got they've got an endowment, they've got donors, alumni, you name it. Utah's got everything you want. What don't they have? Reach. Yeah. They didn't have reach. They don't have notoriety. So well, that all changes a year from now. That all changes a year from now because I'd remind you in a pretty damn good football conference, they're back-to-back -back conference champions in the Pac-12. Well, and I think we we can't skip over the fact that they just weren't on national TV much. Like, At they all. They just really weren't. I mean, what? The Florida game was on ESPN, but but a lot of their season just isn't on, on regularly found TV. And so now that changes. I would make the same case about – any of the other teams that are in the Big Ten or the Big 12 from the pack. Like, again, we, we can't discount just how short 
the Pac-12 TV deal came uh, with these teams. Like, I, I again, Man. I look at Utah, and I often wonder, bro, like, if Utah had the Fox deal these last two years, how much, like, would they be a top 10 team every single week if they were able just to play on national TV? Yeah. Just if you, like, hear me out. I'm not saying that they're top 10 good regularly, but what I am saying is that if you were on national TV, Fox or what, whatever, whatever have you, CBS, ESPN, whatever it is, if they were on national TV every week and were found, how much does that help Kyle Whittingham's case? How much does that help lot. them recruit? How I even wonder if you were had the TV deal that the Big 12 has right now, if you had that the last five years, how much better is the talent there? Because Kyle Whittingham can turn three-star guys into five-star guys and put them in the league on a regular basis. So it just makes you wonder. And that's why I say if they get into the Big 12 or when now that they're in the Big 12, that first year is going to be huge because Cam Rising is not going to be there. Brant Keith, he's not going to be there. Right. Like yeah. you're going to have turnover. So I, if I'm Kyle Whittingham, yeah, sure. We got to honor the pac 12 as Taylor Randall said today, I believe, but I'm and focused. I'm, I'm focused on, yeah. Winning the pac 12 this year, but, but damn, you better be ready for next year. Yeah. And damn, you better be ready for September 23rd in Waco, Texas, when Texas Waco. and Baylor do battle. You can be there. We're giving away a pair of tickets. Thanks for our friends at tridaytrading.com. Trydaytrading.com. All you have to do is go sign up for the 30-day trial membership. All it costs you is a $10 charitable donation. Here's how it works. You give $10 to charity at trydaytrading.com. It's a tax write-off for you. You get their entire program unfettered, unscoped for 30 straight days. At the end of that 30 days, you're not in, you're not in. Now, I'll tell you this right now. All of our viewers who have gone and, and worked with Triday Trading, none of them have stopped at 30 days because you just make too much money. It gives you too much independence, too much freedom. It's everything that you've been looking for in, in starting your own business. And for everybody who hates their boss, hates their job, is tired of going back to the office, TridayTrading.com, that's for you. Everybody who goes there in the next four days, because we're going to announce the winner at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern on Friday. Everybody who goes here in the next four days, all you have to do is take a screenshot that you signed up, tag us on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Jake is S-L-C Jake on Twitter and Instagram. Just tag us in that picture. You're entered to win Baylor hosting Texas September 23rd. This is the game you guys asked us for. This is the one you said, hey, if you're going to keep giving away tickets, can we get some Baylor, Texas? Well, you got some Baylor, Texas. And if I said to you, hey, you want to you want a pair of tickets to the Baylor, Texas game for 10 bucks? You would say, yeah, absolutely. So go hook it up. Tridaytrading.com. Sign up for the 30-day trial membership. $10 charitable donation. Take a screenshot. Tag us on social. Do it. You're in. Do it. That's how you win the tickets. We'll announce the winner on Friday. Hook it up. Trydaytrading.com. Uh, let's keep reading your comments as you hit the like button. Um, a lot going on in sports today. This ACC thing with, with Stanford and Cal is pretty interesting. I don't believe it, not for a second. I don't believe Stanford and Cal are a fit in the Big 12. That's just my opinion. I think Cal winds up in the Mountain West, and I don't know where Stanford goes. I really don't. I don't have a good feel as to what Stanford does, my guess is they would go back to independence. Mm. If I had to guess today. Um, 
Zach Sloter, what's up, Zach? He gives us $5. Can we talk about how much of a douchebag Ray Anderson was at West Virginia? To West Virginia. You're a douche. Michael Crow's an Iowa State alum. Go Cyclones. <laughs> He's a hell of an administrator. Just keep him away from sports. Marlon gives us $20. I keep saying the way to deal with UConn, don't bring football. Do everything else. Give them a scheduling agreement for football with criteria to grow football to the, the Big 12. Worthy and admit future if they complete the agenda. The problem is, and maybe this is stupid on UConn's part, they will not join as a basketball only. They will not join unless you take all of their sports, which is smart. That's the leverage play for UConn. Yeah. It's going to keep them out of the Big 12 because I, I, I've said this and I know that you guys disagree with me. UConn football is a is a a lost ad. You're losing money. You are subsidizing as a conference. Yes. UConn football because their stadium is 30 miles away from campus. It's in East Hartford. Yep. They don't own it. They don't fill it and they don't win games. Yeah. And Jim Moore Jr., the football coach it, it, at UConn is a hell of a program builder. I think we know that. But how long does he stay at UConn? And UConn has zero track record of being a, 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 a university that cares to invest in football to the point where, A, they would build an on-campus football stadium, and B, more importantly, that they can contend at the top of the conference. Yeah. And if you're going to add... If you're going to add UConn, can I just ask you why you wouldn't go look at South Florida? Why? They have an on-campus stadium. They win games. Like, they're everything you're looking for. Now, they don't have UConn's basketball lineage, clearly, women's and men's. They yeah. don't. And I'm down with that. Yeah. But you are absolutely losing money. I, I think the issue with USF is that, uh, you know, you added UCF. You've already added a Florida contingent. And look, I, I I think after this wave of realignments kind of kind of gone down, it forces Brett Yormark to be incredibly selective. I, I, I mean, again, you're you're the conversation isn't really, hey, what are the best things you do? Are you a great football program or a great basketball program or what do you do well? That's not the conversation, in my opinion. The conversation is what don't you do well? What are your issues? What am I have to gonna what what do I have to go to my president? presidents with and sell them on because ultimately nothing in that conference gets done without presidential approval. And Brett has said that a hundred different times, a hundred different ways. He said, Hey, I run everything by them. They ultimately make the decisions, but you know, I've, I've been able to be on the same page with them and I understand the type of opportunities yeah. they're looking for. I understand the direction they want to go and I'm just the conduit to get things done which is why Rucker Park or Mexico City or realignment has gotten done to this point. So if you're a president in the Big 12, why would you want to add UConn? That doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. But I'm telling you, if you add USF, University of South Florida, you dominate the Tampa market. You, it, essentially, it hands you Central Florida because mm -hmm. USF is in Tampa. And what's, on the, what's in the middle of Florida? Orlando. And you have UCF. Now you are cutting the state in half. And I think you're going to see this is a conference that's going to compete for college football playoff spots. Yeah, You're already the best basketball conference in the country. You are going to start to impact Florida, Florida State, and Miami recruiting. You have a real chance. And you look at Utah again. Great example on why Utah is valuable. Utah has a pipeline to Florida. Yeah. So I would really... <laughs> 
if you're going to add somebody, it would be it would be USF. I I, I would not add UConn for basketball only. I I just I just don't feel. Work. I totally agree. Totally agree. The MLMS gives us two dollars. We are now the MLMS out of respect and care for Monty. I'm not sure I understand that. No idea what that means. You'll have to let me know. Uh, Car Wash Channel for $2. Any update on Gonzaga and the other basketball to the Big 12? The update would be that there's not really an update. Yeah. I think Gonzaga, I don't buy into Brett McMurphy, Action Network, tweeted today that the Big 12 is done adding schools. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. You wouldn't be making the effort that they made all weekend long. Because our sources have been pretty rock solid on this. They were talking to Oregon State, California, and Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Why would you be putting all that effort in? Why would you have had an 18-month love affair with Gonzaga? And really, it turned up when Brett Yormark got there. Why would you have had a 12-month love affair with Gonzaga just to say, nah, we're done? Yeah, it's weird. Doesn't make any sense. And usually A plus B equals your mom in these situations. Gonzaga. So uh, the MLMS says Crow is telling everything you need to know about the demise of the Pac-12. Betting ASU's future on technology he doesn't even understand. Truth be told. Yeah. Bulls says not defending Ray Anderson, but uh, um, okay, here's $2. There is no defense. And There's not, right? Pardon me. Uh it, it um, um uh, well john f hopkins for five dollars thank you very much Derek roche upgraded to, oh Derek upgraded to members only let's go baby you got dm me make sure you dm jake Derek. he'll add you to the group good to see you uh tom dean newest monty show sponsor girl scout cookies God, damn right dog no no man i've lost 40 pounds not eating girl scout cookies I will say, had the Traeger had the Traeger lit uh. this weekend. I I made the wings, so I got drums and flats. Well, flats, as the comment section has repeatedly come through yeah. and said, are better. Back to front guy over here. No, no. And you wonder why you're a virgin. No. But anyway, the point is, no. So I I got the asado seasoning. Jake heated up the Traeger, put him on the Traeger. We played some golf. In the backyard, into the hitting net. Dude, the Wings had him for lunch today. Amazing. Bomb. Amazing. UG Gary, or OG Gary, what's up? Uh, have student athletes play on Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, dude. It looks cool. <laughs> it does look cool, I will say. Okay. Brother Bigfoot. Brother. Never going to happen. But I would love to see these bigger conferences hold a 14 conference playoff championship game. Pod champs get the playoff. Would be fun. But are we really in an era where we want to be exclusionary to G5s altogether? Aren't we already doing that? Well, I think we're building super conferences that way. The The three-team 20 conference thing absolutely excludes the G5. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Maury Alvarez, our favorite Floridian. Yeah, tell me what it is. Florida. If the ACC adds Stanford and Cal, does that reopen the grant of rights? It does. Yeah. In that, you would have to get more money. And you'd have to get more money. I don't, but he's asking that because of Florida State. I, I it don't. would not trigger exit ability for Florida State and Clemson. Yeah, it would not. Uh, Gop says Skip Bayless lives in Dallas Cowboy Fantasy Land. He's lost the world of 
He's lost in a world of make-believe. Hook him. Hook him. Hook him. I don't disagree. See yeah, Will for two bucks. What about Stanford and Cal to the Ivy League? But why would they do that? You're not on TV. You have zero reach. And oh, by the way, most of the Ivy League is on the East Coast. Join the ACC. Yeah. The Ivy League regionally doesn't work. Matt Ritson for $5. If Stanford became independent, who's the TV streaming and how much and how scheduled teams no longer in the conference? You, it, But that's the question that I have. <laughs> how do you make, excuse my cough, how do you make a scheduling alliance with anybody of note? Because... If you look at Stanford's schedule, their non-con schedule, mm -hmm. dude, it's very difficult. If you're if you're in the ACC, okay, I get it. You can play Miami and Florida State and Carolina Duke and basketball, and you know, you you have options. Yeah. If you're independent, Notre Dame's going to eventually stop scheduling you because you just every conference is going to mandate ten conference games. Yeah. And there's just not a lot of bandwidth there. And I know I've been saying that for probably far too long. Mm -hmm. But it's just diff it's difficult, man. It really is. The ML, ML, oh, damn. Okay, I got this. I got this. This is the one of the most <coughs> difficult words. Oh, man, dude. That I've ever had to say on the show. I've gotten it right four straight times. Once in the car over the weekend when we were joking about this here account. It is MLMS, the Mike Leach Meteorological Society. Boom. Now, get me to say meteorologist, meteorologist, they're meteorologist, meteorologist. Yeah. Let's go. To say meteorologist is very difficult. To say meteorological, I have to have that meteorological little pause, maybe. Yeah, I guess I'll have to figure something out. The MLMS. Thank you for that. Nice. Um, Cal's Board of Regents will meet tomorrow to discuss PAC4 membership. <laughs> they are facing a $200 million debt from stadium upgrades. I can only say Good it luck. so many times. Good luck. Their stadium, and I used to work at the great KMBR 680, the sports leader. Right. Uh, when I worked in San Francisco at KGO and KMBR, that was, it was and that was 20... 11 to 2013. Yeah. They were still trying to figure out how to pay for that stadium. And they still have not figured so, it out. I mean, I just don't understand why you'd renovate your football stadium when nobody goes to your games. No idea. No idea. Why would you do that to yourself? No idea. I, I just, no idea. Cowboy country. Monty. Meteorological. This will help pronounce it. Meteorological. Hey, man. Anything helps. Yeah, Conference I guess Commissioner Meteorological. I am meaty. I, I don't disagree with that. You're meaty. I'm meaty. Yeah. Hiscock. Uh, Robert Reed, California Board of Regents controls all UC schools. Yes. And this goes back to, as you guys hit the like button here on YouTube, um, on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, if you remember the Cal subsidy from UCLA going to the Big Ten with USC. And this is not dissimilar to Arizona's Board of Regents, by the way, that controls education in the state of Arizona. The Cal system is UC Berkeley, UCLA, UC Riverside, UC Irvine, UC San Francisco. Like, mm -hmm. all the University of California ats are in this system. Right. 
with Cal being in such a massive financial debt athletically, they need to figure out where they're going to get the most money from. And I think that this is the answer is not the ACC. No, this is just my opinion, not the ACC. But again, I, I, is it the Mountain West who currently gets four million dollars per school per year for their TV deal? Doesn't feel like it. Now, if you get Cal and Oregon State to join the Mountain West, are you telling me that ESPN or ESPN does not have late night programming? They don't have Pac-12 after dark, and they did not get anything in the Big Ten. Tell me again. Now, and the problem is that CBS Sports is the main rights holder for Mount West programming. Is ESPN going to come in and give you $100 million a year? Probably not going to happen. No. $50 million a year. <clears throat> Probably not going to happen. I don't see a road for Cal athletics to grow and expand <clears throat> financially here. Yeah. I don't see a road to make that happen. And it's, it's really so disappointing. The Mountain West is available, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a great option, dude. Yeah. There's just like, no reach there right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, there's no reach. There's no money. And like here again, uh, from Yahusha reborn says, why not Stanford to the mountain West, a pride issue, a reach issue. Yeah. Money issue, bro. Like, I don't think it's a pride issue with Stanford. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, I know we disagree in the ACC, the travel is a problem. There is no doubt about that, that that is a pro, like problem of the highest order. Problem to the point where you might not do it. But that is by far the best option. If you're getting, let's say you get $23 million, mm. and as part of the deal, the ACC will subsidize 50% of your travel. Like, you have to do that. You have to. You have to. Uh, but I, I don't I'm know how, saying... if you're the ACC, how do you, how do you, how do you, pitch that to florida state I, I i don't think you can i don't think you can you know jamie thornton mountain west conference only pays out five million per no way they will go to the mountain west gotta add money gotta add well, money he, and gloria navarra straight up told us on this show hey we have got all we have all kinds of relationships with our tv partners we talk to them consistently yeah, you have to remember if they were to join the Mountain West, the TV deal will go up. It yeah, it, because anytime, and I don't know how many people know this, anytime you add a team, your your grant of rights changes. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> like the Big Ten and the Big 12 sent out new grant of rights to all of their members to include the rights to these, you know, six new teams. Yeah. You know, and then these, you know, essentially these eight new teams. Yeah. It, I should have said. So you would have to do that. You would have to do that. Um, that college, whoa, hey, comment dump. That college football guy, Mountain West Conference's primary TV partners are CBS and Fox, right? But those late night games, those Mountain Pacific games are on CBS Sports Network. So is CBS going to compete with the Big Ten at night? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I can't see Fox saying, hey, we'll take some of that. Can't see him doing that. Because Fox has the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. Yeah, how much how much bandwidth do they want with NFL? Probably not a lot. Yeah. So you look at CBS Sports Network, which is where the majority of your Mountain West football is. You're going to have to upgrade that. ESPN's the only way. Yeah. Okay, because they have the money and they have the bandwidth to do it. 
So I would, I would think that that would happen on some level. Yeah. So I don't, maybe I'm wrong and I'm open to the idea that I'm wrong, that I'm completely wrong. Um, let's see. Han Stoley for $2 live in Maryland. Wife is a U of U fan. Now we can watch games. Boom. Yeah. Exactly right, man. That's exactly right. Uh, Gorf says, I bet you'd like a meteorologist. Yeah, see what he did Well, I always want the weather. I mean, what? That's meaty. Yeah, a meteorologist. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I don't get it. Can you explain it to me? I need a dick. Whoa. This is not a family show. Uh, Eric, for $2, any update on J.P. Morgan in Florida State? Uh, I think that... I thought thought the question was any update on J.P. Morgan and Florida State. Florida State is so desperate to get out of their conference that they're willing to go into debt to do it. Incredible. And essentially Florida state is look is out shopping for money. Um, they are going to work. They're working with JP Morgan to raise money to pay the $120 million exit fee. Um, and it just is, it's crazy to me that you're going to private money to try and get out of the conference. Yeah. And somebody else I saw, I asked about Sixth Street. Um, Sixth Street is a private money, a massive private money firm. One of the biggest. And they're in advance talks to lead that investment for Florida State to get out of their grant of rights. And I am stunned by it. And I don't, they're, they, basically what they're doing is they're saying, hey, you can own part of Florida State Athletics yeah, as long as we get $120 million. And it would be not unprecedented, but really at this level for this kind of scratch, it'd be unprecedented. Yeah. And it would be things like interactive stuff, clothing, merchandise. You know, it, it would be significant parts of the the – Revenue streams that are offshoots of your football and basketball. Yes. Yes. And I think that's crazy. It's a huge mistake in my opinion. You come out looking very desperate. If you give away a piece of your naming rights stadium to your stadium or your basketball arena, if you put somebody's patch on your practice jersey, that's not money you're getting, but you're not in the ACC anymore. Yeah, and again, we still have this issue of, cool, you got out of the ACC. That doesn't mean you get your television rights back. That's right. That's right. All right, make sure you hit the like button. We've had over 10,000 views on the show today. We're only at 557 likes. Uh, Let's get that done. We want to get to 1,000. When we get to 1,000, the show usually catapults itself. By the way, we've now added 100 subscribers during the show. We just cracked 100 new subscribers. We're trying to get to 23,000 by the end of the show. If you are not subscribed, please consider giving us a uh, giving us a subscribe. Dude, Lance Johnson, what are you doing for $200? Damn, bro. What what are Let's you go. what are you JP Morgan? Lance, appreciate you. Cal is not and truly has never been a Power 5 school in athletics. Go to the Mountain West Conference for Stanford, truly care or go to the Ivy League. But how do you I would agree that Cal, Jeff Tedford probably had the closest iteration of a Cal contending football program. Mm -hmm. 
But you just hired Mark Madsen, who's coming off of an unbelievable tournament run with Utah Valley, right? So I have to think on some level, you're, you're going, you're going to be better athletically. Who knows what happens with the football team and yeah. But if you go to the mountain West and let's get generous and say they get $10 million a year, how are you going to function athletically? I don't know how that would happen. Yeah, you're going to need a couple less Gatorade bottles, dude. Like <laughs> You're only getting so much money from UCLA in the Big Ten. I, I, I just don't know how you survive that. Yeah. Thank you for the tip. We really appreciate it. Uh, Hero75 for $5. I wouldn't be surprised if these conferences turn to AI programs to help them make these travel schedules as balanced and as fair as possible. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Could absolutely happen. I don't know, though. This Florida State thing, and, and you guys, I, I, I don't, maybe I'm the idiot here. I'm open to the idea. Why, if you're an ACC member, would you help Florida State? Jackass. Why? If you're Boston College, if you're the Virginia schools, if you're Miami, and Florida State's running their mouth about what a crappy job everybody else in the ACC has done making money. Mm-hmm. And they deserve a lion's share of the revenue. And they should be this and they should be that. And we want out of here. Yeah. And they're dealing with JP Morgan and all these other private money firms. Why would you help them? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. And when you want out of your when they want out of the conference, that you think that other schools are going to roll up and be like, yeah, we really need to help you get to the SC. No, they're not going to help you, dude. North, burn that bridge. Northeast Ohio Boise fan. It doesn't matter what Florida State thinks. I still maintain that, dude. The it Rocks literally voice. doesn't matter. Uh, RB says Texas Tech to the Big East. Okay. Amen. Two Masta says ACC can't wait and won't take Oregon State or Wazoo. I I don't I, I don't think I think you're better off in the Mountain West than the ACC. Because, again, I said it in a short today on the channel. And if you don't watch our shorts, you really should. Yeah. You're going, you're in the frying pan in the Pac-12. You've got these four schools. Think about a gas stovetop. That gas is turned up. You've got some olive oil in there boiling because you're about to make some chitlins or pig's feet or bacon or like me. I thought you said pig's feet. You're just going to scramble four eggs. And you've got four. You've got Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State in this frying pan. They're like, oh, the ACC, let's jump into the fire. And they jump out of the pan and into the fire. The ACC is not stable. The ACC is not making you more money. The ACC is is probably giving you more reach. You're, you're getting yeah. more reach. Yeah. But you don't know the money you're going to take home. You have tons of variables on travel, mental health, you're going to take a write down from Florida State because they're not going to let you come in as a full share member. Why would you do that when you can become the kings of the Mountain West? Money. Because did anybody notice that Utah State hired uh, an athlete, uh, uh, their athletic director from the Big Ten Network in the Big Ten? Yeah. The associate commissioner of the Big Ten. Yeah. Who has significant infrastructure experience in TV networks, television industry. And oversaw, worked at Ohio State, and oversaw the the exit 
of Pervin Meyer is now the athletic director at Utah State. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, these folks aren't just sitting around hoping and praying, man. That's a good hire. They're, they're ready to move. They are ready to move. And for my money, I'm, I'm just telling you guys, I, I, I would, I would gamble on more money in the mountain West than I would in the ACC because mm-hmm. I'm closer to home. I'm, I'm desired and valued. That's what I said about San Diego state. You dumbasses. <laughs> Why would you leave the mountain West for the pac 12 <laughs> Pac 12 <laughs> San Diego state's the only one who was like, Oh, the pac 12 is going to be great. We're oh gonna my it. God. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. But wait, they're expanding after the TV contract they're never getting. I know, but they're going to make it because... Who the f*** is that guy? It's the pro rata we deserve. Come on, dude. But if we don't make it in the Pac-12, the Big 12 is going to add us. And then everyone wants, everyone wants to call us an asshole for saying, hey, dude, it's not the pro rata you deserve. That's yeah, not like how it works. This fight on Twitter today, these two guys were having a fight on Twitter on my timeline today saying, oh, well, hey, bro, but Fox has agreed to, you know, they, they have the pro rata in place. Fox... Hey, guys. Fox doesn't have it. Do you guys understand that a pro rata is an addendum to a contract and can be a, a, a line item in a contract, mm-hmm. but is usually an addendum to a contract. It's not just a term you throw out there. You know, it, it, it's, it's a not thing. How it works. It's, it's a contracted item Yeah. where you say, Hey, and in the ESPN big 12 contract, the pro rata says if you add a power five school, we'll pay you our, our full share, which is $20 million. Yeah. Now what the big 12 did, which is what all good conferences do. And as we exclusively reported and broke the news, the big 10 did, they went to their TV partners because they don't have a pro rata in the big 10. Hey guys, they said, Hey, we'd really like to add Oregon in, in Washington. Are you guys willing to pay more? Yes, yes. Yes, we are. In fact, we are. And the Big 12, who is, by the way, as we broke on this show first, paying their four new members, right? All the, the four corners yeah. are all getting full shares. Yep. And how are they able to do that? Because ESPN and Fox agreed to pay those full shares. You know what the problem is now? Fox is not willing to pay for San Diego State. Yeah. And why would you be? They're not. Fox is willing to pay for Gonzaga because ESPN is going to get like a game a year out of Gonzaga basketball. Fox will have three, four games a year. Yes. Because Fox has 65% of the basketball inventory in the big 12 and only 35% of the football and vice versa with ESPN. It's, it's not rocket science. Oh, it's not. Stop saying, well, Fox is going to pay the pro rata. That does not exist. It is exceptionally rare in TV deals to have pro ratas. Yeah. Exceptionally rare, which again, not to tell you, I told you so, but pimp's going to pimp. This is how you know that ESPN was invested in the big 12 and not in the pac 12. This is how it, it, it could not have been any more clear that ESPN was invested in the big 12. As soon as that pro rata agreement came out, we set it on the show. Yep. Plain as day because you you just you can tell yes uh the raging bolts how true are the san diego state and oregon state uh news i don't think true at all no i could see oregon state i've been told repeatedly the big 12 is not interested in san diego state 
They're they're simply not going to do that. Which is not surprising on a no. number of levels. Business ops, like what you said, what you did what you haven't done, like it's just not that surprising. I think the Big 12 is interested on some level, more interested specifically in Cal than they are in San Diego State. Because mm-hmm. they get the exact same thing, but a larger bump from Cal than they do from San Diego State. Yeah. Because what happens if they add if they add Cal? Yeah, ESPN's in. So it makes more sense. You're worth more. And they get the Bay Area and they get their fourth time zone. Yeah. You'll get less of a bang from Oregon State than you will, Cal. That's why I said we're we're far from done here, man. Yeah. Because we don't know. We don't know what these other we don't know what these other schools are gonna do. How much money the Todd father for ten dollars? Hi, Todd. How much money it take to knock off one of three Iowa City on your background and switch to Ames? I'll take the one over your right shoulder, Monty. Right there. Um, duct tape over it is fine. I mean, $50,000. I mean, we haven't been. So listen, listen. So the rap company is only going to pay the pro rata for certain cities. (laughs) So Iowa city doesn't quite get the job done. Neither does Ames, by the way. Now, or Norman Ames doesn't get the no, job now, done. Now, our rap company agreed to pay the pro rata double every time we put the word Norman on the wall. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, Cowboy Country, here's what should happen. Okay, for oh, $5. Please, please tell me. FSU and Clemson to the SEC. West Virginia and UCF to the ACC. Then Oregon State, Washington State to the Big 12, everybody's happy. Why would you want to give it's up? all part of the plan. If you're the Big 12, why would you want to exit Florida? Why would you do – it is the, – the caliber of athlete in Florida has always been faster and talented and – Yeah. Why would you do that? The, and again, I make the case for South Florida. Give me Tampa and Orlando and I can compete with any conference. Mm-hmm. Right, because Miami owns Miami, but that doesn't mean that they aren't going to lose recruits. Because the University of Miami is a mess, frankly, the city of Miami is a mess. So, if I can go to pick your poison, if I'm a basketball player and I go to Kansas, oh, but I can be in the conference with Kansas and play Kansas twice a year on national TV, and I only have to go from Miami up to Tampa. Yes. Thanks. Do it. I only have to go from Miami up to Orlando. Yes. Wait a minute. I'm in Jacksonville. I don't have to go to shitty Florida State. I can go down to Orlando. Yes. And by the way, I'm going to be in the best basketball conference in the country, which is going to help my NBA draft stock as a one and done. Yes. That why, if you're the big 12, would you exit Florida? I, I I think I would not do that. Yeah, dude, I completely agree. I would not do that. Eagle Eye Mojo Sullivan. He's a helicopter pilot. Anyway, uh, the ACC um, plus pack four equals AP conference, like the defunct grocer. A&P. Okay. Um, Why would you want to join the... Am I, the only, am I wrong for thinking the ACC is not stable? 
That's the ACC. Well, no, it's, it's very stable until there's any kind of proof that that they have membership enough to break the grant of rights. It's stable enough. It's it's stable as it needs to be. I mean, it's twenty thirty six. But dude, you I mean, guys, that's... isn't this like getting a divorce, and then you after fresh off of your divorce, you're like, yeah, dude, I think, I, you know what, I'm gonna go with that crazy girl. Um, <laughs> now listen, listen. She lives on the other side of town. You know, I, I look. I grew up um, in Chicago. She lives in Calumet City. But she's crazy and she's great and bad. Discock. But she wants to get married and she wants like four kids. And she's and she, by the way, she's got a crazy ex. You just have to like snap out of it a little bit. And he's always on the phone like, "Hey, give me more. Give me more." Because isn't like Florida State your your crazy girlfriend's crazy ex? Like, why would you go from a terrible divorce to a crazy girlfriend with a crazy ex? Oh, that's right. You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. You never would. You're not doing that. That's why I say, like, it, it makes no sense to leave the Pac-12 to go in and be like, yeah, man, dude, I have absolutely... I, you, She's crazy, but look at that rack. But I think the difference is, is do that. overvaluing Florida State's influence. I like, think Florida State, I th influence where? It doesn't, they can bitch as much as they want. It doesn't matter right now. It matters when the grant of rights is going to expire. Like, yeah. like, again, this conversation changes when you have, you know, I, I think the number's 80%, might be 90% of the conference has yes. to agree. So if Florida State were to rally the troops and had that kind of support. Rally the troops. Now we're having a different conversation. But that's not who they are. Let's hire Prime to rally the troops. Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I just, I guess I just misread the situation. I, no. I, I just, never said that I was smart. I'm I'm not intelligent as a man. You they guys don't have know another that. choice. I'm a Cubs fan and a Notre Dame fan. How smart you know. can I be, right? Yeah. I don't know that they have another choice. and I, But frankly, does Stanford and Cal have another choice? No, that's what I mean. I don't think Stanford and Cal have another choice. They have to put up with the BS of the ACC. Does Florida State have a choice? No, not right now. Not right now. No. Not right now. I think it's it's you one know, of remember the... Remember where all this started? This all started because UCF realigned to the Big 12. That's where Florida State got pissed. Shane Meyer for $5. Oh, God. Are we back to Iowa Wars on the show? You remember yeah. when we first put this new wrap up and people were like, guys, 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 why guys, is, guys. why is Ames on that wall? Why? Why? I really don't care if you think it's us. Nobody goes to Ames and all the people in Ames are like, you know, Iowa City's irrelevant. Kirk Ferentz is such a cock face anyway. What do they win? Hawkeye my ass. That's from MASH. Y'all feel me? <laughs> it was like, dude, Iowa. We get it. The issues in Iowa are bigger than the state itself. Just settle down. Husk of the corn, <laughs> and we'll handle it. What if we showed up one day with a new rap and there was no, there was nothing but Dubuque all over the rap? Damn. Well, Dubuque does make nice hands. <coughs> all right, Shane Meyer for five dollars. Iowa has a bigger casual fan base, but they won't watch this show. Hashtag We will. There's no casual T-shirt fans in the Big Twelve except Kansas. Jesus. You're casual. I'm tired of you t-shirt fans. By the way, what's a t-shirt fan? Look, um, those are those assholes who always 
You know, they never watch TV. All they do is cut their grass in their stupid Hawkeye shirt. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? And they've it? got those armpit stains. They smell funny in Iowa City, too. Is that what a T-shirt fan is? Like, a, oh, they don't go to games. They don't watch games. But, man, he's got the most beautiful black and yellow T-shirt collection you've ever seen. Um, is that what that is? I guess. Is that what that is? Oh, my God. Um, let's see. Charlie kid says that's stupid. The ACC will announce by the 15th. What's stupid. Yeah. What's stupid. And what he are says, they announcing? Ask your lawyer. Ask my lawyer. What? Yeah. Like be more specific guy. Um, FSU could play all road games if it came to it, please. But why would you do that? I, and I'm, I'm asking genuinely, let me get this right. So, you're going to raise $120 million of private money that's not going to release your grant of rights. That just gets you out of the conference. Your rights to broadcast your home games stay in the ACC. What's that $120 million? You're, you're spending that $120 million on jet fuel for your private jet? And, pardon me, uh, it, it um, and let me get this uh, right. You're spending 120 million dollars. Your stadium name or field patch is probably going to be sold in a building you're never going to play in. What sense does that make? Doesn't make any sense, dude. So, with all due respect, Charlie, I, I and with all due respect, right. maybe you're right. I don't know. Michael says, Cubs fan here, Michael. I am, I am. I don't want to talk about the Cubs because if we start talking about the Cubs, I'm going to get into this emotional thing where I'm going to be like, hey, bro, we're going we're, we're going to win the wild card. When you and I fucking know it's not going to happen. Hey, you start talking shit. We're not going to hit. We're not going to pitch. And Dansby's going to pull like a groin muscle and be out for the rest of the season. That's coming. I think that's HIPAA. And Avanda Jesus and Sean Dunstan aren't walking through that door anytime soon. So when Dansby gets hurt, shaving that beautiful beard of his – you and I both know this season's over because the Dansby injury is coming. By the way, Anthony Rizzo on the injured list, thankfully it's for the Yankees, not the Cubs, but he should still be the Cubs' first baseman. He's not, and I get it. Cody Bellinger it is is hitting that like he can't quit that. Yeah, man. Like, I get it. He's hitting that like he can't quit. The, I'll stop making sexual innuendo jokes and just tell you to get the Papa Murphy's calzone. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Now to get a $120 million loan. If you could have broke the grant of rights, you would have done that already. <coughs> Whether you got Papa Murphy's pizza or not, doesn't matter. You've got $120 million. Well, getting private money, you know, to get out of your conference is like, you, you know, guys. getting getting meatballs without the calzone. Uh, why would you do that? And uh, certainly you would never get private money without using the promo code Monty25 to save 25% off your interest rate. Well, no, it's actually 25% off. Don't lie to me. Of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza, which by the way, 
Again, I had pizza with barbecue sauce from Papa Murphy's over the weekend. Why you people still use red sauce? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, that. if you're a red sauce guy, just put your just put your Florida State helmet on. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, Dude, we, it's we get fine. it. You're doing if you if you eat you red know, sauce on pizza, my guess is you're doing the dishes tonight and tomorrow morning before work. You're vacuuming. Get a fast pass for douche mountain. I'm, it's a guess. Douche. It's a guess. Mark Stone says, "Oh, boo hoo! The Cubs go Braves. Who we took three or four over the weekend from. Congratulations. By the way, Dansby looks really good in our uniform. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they raised the 120 milli by last year. Then why are they still in the ACC? By the way." Dude, even if you got out of the conference, you're not getting your television rights back. Who cares? And I'm asking genuinely because, again, I get, you know what, Charlie Kid, I get it. I'm not as smart as you are. You're smarter. I'm better looking, right? But you're smarter than me. So explain me. Help me. Help me. Do for me. Help me understand your greatness. If they have $120 million, why all the shit talking? And why are they still in the ACC? With their, I mean, what are they, is this Batman who's just lighting the pile of money on fire? Yeah. Are we going to see how loyal a hungry dog really is? Mm -hmm. Okay. Your dog's got $120 million. How loyal is he? Apparently pretty loyal to the ACC because all they've been talking about the last three weeks is we're going to raise private money, $120 million, and we're out of here. But wait, wait, I thought, I thought Charlie Kidd told me on the money program that they had already raised the money last year program i'm not I, and i'm really not trying to be a jerk about it but this is what makes me crazy if they had the money already then if if then if you had the money then you'll leave the conference but you don't have the money so then you can't leave the conference oh my god i'm just trying to fit i'm trying to follow along and listen i was never good at Latin in school. So I struggle with different languages. Here I am. Help me understand it. Help me understand it. Uh, Greg Hawkins, my dude. Gregory. What's up, casuals? Go you. It's Big 12 Bound, baby. Hey. Welcome I, to the Truck Stop Conference. I love all the Ute fans. And I'm not even going to call dudes out by name, but this one dude DM me and he was like, oh, great job. You nailed it. I'm sorry for everything I said. Not a day later. You, you son of a bitch. You were wrong. You <laughs> lied about it all. <laughs> like on Twitter, like, or I'm sorry, on X. Being or like Xing. A, oh, Xing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, man. Whatever. Mike Smith, either Monty will be right or he will take a big L on the issue. Yeah. Charlie Kidd, it's a complicated transaction. Oh, okay. Guy, I'm, I'm married. I get complicated transactions. I hide golf club purchases all the time. I get oh it, Oh, my man. God, just like that. Oh. It's not complicated. Do you have $120 million? Okay. Well, oh, they you, do. They raised it last year. Oh, you don't? Okay. Go ahead and shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> Excuse, probably too <laughs> Don't play intramurals, brother. Oh, you do have the $120 million. Oh. Okay, go ahead and give that to us, and we're going to keep your grant to rights, but you go ahead and play all your road games. I heard Stanford has some scheduling holes. I, I mean, I have a number. You want to call Mark Tessier-Levine? All right, that he got fired for ethics. You anyway, know. the point is, it doesn't matter. Stanford and Cal, they have scheduling issues. And by the way, Kirk Schultz is a really 
It's not a very good president, but I'm sure you could shyster him out of his money if you want to try. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Eric Waskowski. Eric Skeezer says it was <laughs> it was great watching the coastal snobs get a lesson in business 101 by mm -hmm. a bunch of farm boys from the flyover conferences. Yep. Sitting on their John Deere's. Look here, boy. <laughs> I'm telling you right oh. now, we're leaving the ACC. Look here, boy. Hey, boy. It's um. We're all hat. I don't even know. In no Pac-12. It's your favorite cattle farmer from the truck stop conference. We actually left. The well, no, it would be it would much more like. Um, this is your elitist uh, liberal from the Pac-12 that's now dead. We actually left the conference, but you know, here in California, it's the untrained eye. Trust me, we know how to do debt load. So if you get that hundred twenty million dollars, which by the way, you won't. Uh, anyway, my point is, give me a call. We can help you with the financing over here in, in California. Thanks for coming, though. Yeah. Whatever. Roundabout. Uh, Monty's southern accent reminds me of Foghorn Leghorn. Hey, boy! <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what Foghorn Shut up. CKS, my kids are in their 40s and 30s. Not worried they hear much worse. Okay, good. Uh, Mike Smith, we don't groan no tofu around here. We don't grow no tofu around here, boy. So get your facts. Right. We're all we're all drums and steak. <laughs> Sam Lott, what's up, dude? Construction work. If you can't hang, you could simply leave. Thanks. Oh what boy, a what a construction work. work say. Oh, hey, boy, I'm out here on my D tan dozer. Construction work. <laughs> Construction work. Your mama, Andrew. We're talking. We're doing mother jokes. That <laughs> oh Dude, my god! I didn't know we could get to this low of a of a of a level. He said PG seventeen or what? So much cursing, dude. Okay, my bad. I'll never say another fucking word. I, I mean, that's. <laughs> hey, man. Was a slip of the tongue. Andrew says the construction worker is complaining about foul language. That's my point. And I, I will not curse one more time in the next five minutes. Uh, John Sorry, Dry, Trump that. is a Texas Tech fan. <laughs> I'm moving on. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, hook him, boy. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Andrew Streeter, my mom's dead. Be cool. Damn. <laughs> With a tsunami warning, fly over a country like New Brunswick, New Jersey. Exactly. Like I, and, and I'm asking for help on this. And Hey, look, if you guys, if you guys want to be of assistance, I'm all down for it. If somebody can tell me why flyover conference or truck stop conference is an actual insult. Can you do something for me? Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand it. Dude. What does that mean? Like if you were like, Hey man, you're, every town in your conference smells like Menar. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. There's a there's a driving range that I sometimes go to right next to a sewer plant. Yeah. I don't like going there. Yeah. You know. Anyway. <laughs> this show probably got off the rails a little bit. Um, construction work says, hey, bro, I'm sorry. Didn't mean anything by it. But his mom's dead. You know. Uh, side Kev, aren't the populations of Utah and Iowa virtually identical? 
No, sir. Uh, they are not. They're not at all. They're not. They are not at all, by the way. Uh, and Mac, what value would Florida State add to any conference without a grant of rights? They wouldn't. Yeah. This is ultimately the argument. And in all seriousness, I, I want to update you guys on this because I actually think it's a hugely important conversation. Um, there are reports today that the ACC is looking to add Stanford and Cal. I don't believe it. But there are m big reporters today. One of the biggest questions in the ACC is, what is Florida State doing with their grant of rights? The fee to break the contract in the Mountain West is $17 million. In the ACC, it's uh, it's $120 million. It's a um, lot of money. The grant of rights in the ACC runs through 2037. They're making $23 million a year per school. Florida State has been loudly complaining about that it's unfair that they make everybody the money in the conference and they get the least money. Mm -hmm. And that they should be in the Big Ten or they should be in the SEC. To which people immediately said, well, when's the last time you were relevant, truly relevant in football? And when's the last time you really made this conference money? Because isn't, isn't ACC short for already crowned Clemson? And didn't God make this conference in, in his name, image, and likeness? Dabo's the guy who's recently made the money in the yeah. conference. Yeah. And so the biggest complaint has been Florida State doesn't generate the most revenue in basketball. They don't generate the most revenue in recent days in football. And now the news comes out for the last, I would say, six weeks, it's gotten really strong that Florida State is working in the private money sector. They had talked to J.P. Morgan Chase, many private money firms, to raise $120 million to pay the exit fee in the ACC, which does not explain how they're going to get out of their grant of rights because by those who know and by sources who have told us five different ways in the TV industry, paying the $120 million according to the language in the grant of rights does not get you out of the grant of rights. The rest of the members of the conference would have to vote you out of the conference. And since Florida State has been traveling around talking to anybody who will listen, ripping all the other members of the ACC as poorly run non-revenue generating members and believing that they should be at $35 million a season while everybody else is at 10 to 12 to make up for the shortfall. Nobody's quite sure how Florida state's getting out of their grant of rights because they've had lawyers for a year partnered with the Virginias by, by some reports it's, Florida State, Clemson, Virginia, Virginia Tech, examining the grant of rights, looking for loopholes. For a year, they've been paying legal fees, and they haven't found a single way out of that contract. And just in case you didn't know, do you know where the ACC got their grant of rights from? Bob Bowlesby in the Big 12, who also has a bulletproof, as it's described, grant of rights. Florida State, is not going anywhere unless they change their tune. Yeah. So the idea, and here's the biggest problem for Cal and Stanford, the idea that Cal and Stanford would join the ACC 
One, I say they're not getting a full share. How could they? Two, even if full share money was available, who's providing it? Okay, so did ESPN step up and say, yeah, we'll pay for Cal and Stanford to be in the ACC? And then the other part of that is, how do you deal with the travel, the academics? Because remember, two of the most difficult academic institutions in the Pac-12, that'd be Stanford and Cal. And Stanford, the reason they're bad in basketball and football, uh, they can't admit most people who apply. Stanford has one of the highest bar for admissions in the entire country. So you're going to travel, and let's be terribly optimistic. Cal and Stanford get $23 million full share in the ACC. What do they net on that $23 million a year? Half? Maybe. They're going to have to staff up infrastructure, which is what the Big Ten and the Big 12 have talked about. They have to staff up mental health, educational support, right? They have to, you got to pay people for that. So you're paying more human cost. You're certainly paying more air, airfare, private jet money, whatever you wind up chartering or whatever. My guess is you'll fly commercial. You're paying more room and board. You're paying more cargo, because it's a longer flight. You can't box truck to Boise. You can't box truck to Cal or Utah or doesn't work that way for soccer, for rowing, for tennis, for golf. So the big question is, how much does Cal and Stanford net from joining the ACC? My guess is it's not half. Yeah. My guess is it's not half. So is it really worth Stanford and Cal joining that conference to, again, lose money? I have a hard time seeing that. A hard time, especially at Stanford, where they don't give a damn if you lose. They have a massive athletic endowment. I think it. last time I, I looked at it, isn't it over a billion dollars? Yeah. Sitting in a pot to pay for athletics. They don't care if they win. They want to make engineers. And they want to make lawyers and they want to make really smart dudes. Yeah. So they don't care if they win. You're telling me they're going to go travel their kids halfway across the country for 10, 10 days at a time in secondary sports. They're, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, let's see. Andrew Streeter for $5. What choice do Bay Area schools really have at this point? ACC is in desperation move. And who is more desperate than Stanford and Cal right now? But I'm not trying to be a jerk. Stanford is not desperate. Honest to goodness, Stanford is not desperate. Cal, I think Cal's in real financial trouble. Yeah. But welcome to California. California's finances are a mess. But I don't have an answer for you. Because nobody seems to really have a grasp on where Cal and Stanford go. I, I, I don't think people know. Shane says, Iowa was a bigger casual fan base, but they won't watch this show. We will. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I think I read that one. Gop for $2. I'm not a Cubs fan, but the Cubbies in Wrigley Field are national treasures. Hook them, boy! Yeah. What? We have Alema Harrington sitting here. Oh, Alema Harrington is sitting here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hello, Alema Harrington. 
Hello. I've, I have enjoyed this thoroughly, and you're doing a great job. And everything that's happening is like Christmas for us in our industry because there's so much to talk about, both you know, the reality and the speculation. Um, and you've done a great job breaking it down. My father attended Stanford University. Uh, of course, they, they have a completely different uh, goal in mind with their athletics program. And there's times that they're successful, and that's great. But that is not very important to them. And, yeah. and so uh, the points that you make are spot on. And it's just interesting to look at this whole thing kind of unravel and then come together at different places. And you find these, you know, four schools that are on the, uh, you know, inside looking out is speaking of the, the Pac-12 and two of the California schools, uh, Northern Cal, uh, SoCal, good, no Cal, no good. Right. That, that's kind of the way it is right now. Um, and, and that mass exodus uh, has been it's been fun to watch. And I'm, I'm thrilled that BYU and Utah are reunited in the Big 12. And I think it's good for for the, the state of Utah and athletics in the state of Utah. I'm excited. I'm excited. But I love the conversation. And I, I went through this, I want to say it was, what, maybe uh, 14 years ago, it might have been, uh, yeah. when there was all of that change. And there was, a, you know, th these rumors, BYU is going to the Big 12. And, and, and of course, that didn't materialize. But it, it, I remember kind of the energy in, in our industry, in the talk radio industry, in the sports talk uh, industry, and, you know, feeling that that vibe again right now and just grateful for, you know, the fact that BYU and Utah have both ended up in what seems to be at least a, a solid place in a conference that is, you know, uh, the number three conference behind the SEC and the Big Ten. They are not those, but they are in a, in a good place. And I like what uh, the conference looks like, the Big 12 conference looks like right now. Well, you know, and it's funny, Alema, for those of you who don't know, Alema Harrington, you know, is a BYU alum. Like, I mean, you know this, you know the importance of Utah and you know the quality of Utah football. And I think one of the things that I've defended for the better part of probably a year now is just the quality that BYU and Utah offer. And I think because of the brokenness of that Pac-12 TV contract, Alema, I don't think people fully understand the quality that a Kyle Whittingham is as a football coach, but as a human being, mm -hmm. I don't think people understand the depth and the quality of now look at the two staffs, look at the staff at BYU. That's, that's one of the best staffs in the big 12 and look at the quality and the consistency of the staff at, at Utah Lemma. Like those are two really good football coaching yeah. staffs. And I, I, I agree with you. I think they've both been underappreciated. And part of that is being in the Mountain West and in the Mountain West time zone. And, you know, people talk about the East Coast bias, which is a very real thing. And the majority of the population lives in those time zones anyway. And, and their opportunities. And I remember back in the days when I was playing in the 80s and we won a national championship. And it, there were still um, writers out there that had never watched a BYU game because it was just never convenient for them, either was not televised or because of the, the time zone differences, they never had an opportunity to watch BYU live on television. 
And there, there's still some of that that, that you deal with today um, in, in spite of all of the technological breakthroughs and advances that there are as far as the consumption of sports uh, the way that it is now. But there's still plenty of people that are not very familiar with the Utah brand. They might be a little more familiar with the BYU brand because of some of the accomplishments of the past. And some of those are far past with Outland trophies and, and Doak Walker awards and, and O'Brien trophies and, and, and a national championship, those kinds of things. But that, that puts BYU in a category that is somewhat unique for a team that is out West or in the mountain West. But for the most part, I think that the, the big 12, conference is going to bolster BYU and Utah's presence and relevance because of their opportunity to be playing against teams that people out on the East Coast or in the Midwest are going to watch. Yep. Alama Harrington's our guest. Thanks to our friends at TryDayTrading.com. Now, by the way, um, we're probably underselling the lead that we're giving away Texas at Baylor. It's the tickets that all of our viewers have asked us to give away. Um, it, it, I think one of the coolest things, though, is that Triday Trading is partnering with us on this game. And all you have to do is sign up for the $10 30-day trial membership. Now, Alema, you know this better than anybody because you're partnered with Triday Trading. What do you get when you join this 30-day trial membership? What exactly do you get out of it? Well, this is one of those things that, that it's an opportunity to do something you are probably going to do anyway. And, and, and in the process, you're going to have an opportunity to win Texas, I mean, tickets to this, this, this game. Um, what you get with that $10 30-day trial is access to all of the resources that are provided by Tri-Day Trading if you were to sign up full, you know, with a full program with Tri-Day Trading. So you get all the resources. You have the opportunity to meet with coaches and get personal coaching. You will be uh, have access to the, uh, to, to the software, the proprietary software that is a game changer in, in day trading. And so all of those things become available to you and you can make a, a, an informed decision on whether or not day trading is something that is going to work for you. And I tell people all the time, 30 days, just $10, and now an opportunity to win these tickets. $10 is going to give you an opportunity to have access to all of the resources necessary for you to make an informed decision on whether this thing is something that you can do or not. And more often than not, the people that I meet with and talk with that have tried this have decided, you know what, this is something that I can do. And they may have been apprehensive to begin with, for a variety of reasons, maybe I'm not, you know, you know, very proficient at math, or maybe I don't understand the stock market, or whatever the case may be. This is going to give you an opportunity to be hands-on and get exposed to everything that is provided in the Tri-Day Trading Program, and you can make an informed decision on whether or not this is something you can do. And again, for the most part, the people that I've talked to, the people that I work with, when they go in and actually get you know, a, a kind of a hands-on with the Tri-Day Trading Program. They're like, you know what? I can do this. And with the help of my, my personal coach, I absolutely can do this. Yep, absolutely right. No obligation at the end of that 30 days, man. Mm -hmm. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But Alamit, just like you, we don't have a viewer of this show who's gone through the first 30 days and stopped. I mean, it just get, mm -hmm. it's 10 bucks to see the rest of your life, man. It's $10. By the way, it's if I said to you, you can go to, you can be in Waco, for Texas Baylor for 10 bucks, you would absolutely do it. 
So maybe that's your reason right there. But one of the things I want to ask you about, speaking of Texas Baylor, Utah and BYU, one of the things I'm really happy about is we are not going to be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State and losing Bedlam. We will not lose this great rivalry. As Mm -hmm. a BYU alum, as somebody who is uniquely qualified to talk about it, how important is the Holy War? How important is BYU versus Utah? This, this is huge, and one of the reasons why I'm thrilled. Now, uh, aside from that, I love the University of Utah, and it, it, I, I don't know if that came off right, and, and maybe that's not a, you know entirely correct, but, but I, I have great respect and admiration for the University of Utah, and some of their, their, their guys, like Morgan Scali, is one of my favorite people on this planet. And, and so when I, I look at the University of Utah, I'm, I'm looking over and, yeah, that's the rival that, that, that I grew up or I played against. And, and certainly those, uh, those, those emotions run deep. But s- still, the University of Utah is a team that I have great respect and admiration for. Now, to be able to resurrect the Holy War and have those two teams, BYU and Utah, in the same conference again gives us an opportunity here in the state of Utah, to give uh, people outside of our state, outside of our markets, the, our market, to be able to witness one of the great rivalries in college football. And that was something that was missed. And granted, yes, we played against the University of Utah. It got lopsided. That didn't help. But And there were years that you missed. And, and those, those, those things, you know, when you take years off, it kind of diminishes the – uh, I think the value of of what this game really means, but to to have it back to a point where whether where it's back like it was in the WAC, back like it was in the Mountain West, where you are playing at times for an opportunity for a division championship to go to the the Big Twelve championship game, like I can't think of a better uh, ending to all the chaos that has taken place than to have Utah back in. The big, you know, the the same conference as BYU. This is this is probably, in my opinion, one of, if not the best parts about all of this. Yeah, and I I think that's it's it, it was very, for me, it was difficult to think we're not going to see that on a regular basis. Now to know, because I'm a huge Kalani Sitaki Sitaki believer. Mm-hmm. I believe that the changes he made, and you and I have talked about the. the I think the word is courage, the courage it took to mm-hmm. make those changes. The recruiting that we're seeing at BYU is, I think, has been exceptionally strong. You look at the development. You look at how good this defense is going to be. Max Tooley, I think, is going to have a massive season. Like, I look at everything that this BYU program is doing, and I look at where Utah is, back-to-back conference champions. I can see a path here, Lemma, where BYU and Utah are competing <laughs> in a rivalry game for potentially a spot in a conference championship or competing in a conference championship, which is probably way down the road, Mm -hmm. but to know that there's leverage or heat in a game like that, to think about Rice Eccles or Lavelle Edwards stadium tuned up, there are a few better venues. And this is something I think for, for everybody across this country who doesn't know, Alema, I think playing in front of a full Lavelle Edwards or a full Rice Eccles, that's what college football is about. Absolutely. And there, there are plenty of, of um, schools in the Big 12. And if you go and, and you list the size of stadiums, obviously BYU is going to be at the top of that list. And there's a lot of schools that play in smaller venues. 
and they're going to have opportunities, obviously, to, to come to Rice-Eccles or to come and play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But uh, the people that are going to be able to witness that on television that had no interest in watching a BYU game, but now they're playing, you know, one, one of the teams that in the Big 12 that, that you know, it, you're a fan of, they're going to get a chance to witness some pretty, uh, I think, impressive and, and exciting uh, football from the standpoint of the fans, whether it's the, the rock or you're talking about the must, th- these are, are, you know, things that, that are part of college football that, that people outside of Utah can relate to because everybody wants to, to declare that their fan base is the best. And BYU on a regular basis is at the top of the list for student body participation. Those things are, you know, w- what you're looking for, for your, your program to have that exposure. And this is going to give the opportunity for both of these schools to represent their brand on a larger level. And, and that's great for the fan base, but it, it also bleeds uh, into recruiting and that's a big part of it as well. And I think BYU, Utah, certainly in the Pac-12 has enjoyed that. They will as well in the Big 12. BYU is going gonna, is gonna to realize, I think, some big benefits from being in the Big 12 on the recruiting front. Real quick before we let you go, I want to go back to that Stanford thing because I, I, mm-hmm. I'm i curious your thoughts. You went to BYU. Right. You know BYU academics are not easy. You you obviously in your family you have experience with Stanford. How difficult is it to imagine a Stanford going to Virginia for tennis or yeah. golf? Because I don't think these big moves, Alema, I don't think it necessarily impacts basketball or football travel. I mean, you're rolling out a semi-truck across the country as BYU makes a huge deal out of it. A great video and social work mm-hmm. with their equipment guys. I don't think it's that big of a deal in football and basketball. I more worry about women's sports or secondary sports getting cut because at Stanford, man, just just taking tests is hard at Stanford. Like, how much impact do you think travel of that scale would have on a student athlete at Stanford? You know, it's interesting because there, there came a time with all the conference realignments and it became evident that geography was becoming less and less important and that teams were going to, you know, span the, the nation as far as some of the travel that would take place. But in, as, as, it, as it relates to what Stanford's goals are, it, it becomes um, all, all, almost insignificant when you're talking about traveling for a sporting event like that. When you look at, at places that have shut down their athletic programs, it, and it's not because it won't be because, and you made a great point with the endowment that, that supports athletics at Stanford. It's not about the money, but it's about what, what, what the impact is on the student athlete. And if there's any school out there that, that looks at that phrase student athlete and emphasizes student before athlete, it's going to be Stanford. And so they'll be looking at some hard decisions about whether or not that's going to make sense for them. And it's going to affect or impact what conference they decide to join. And at the same time, even if they do make that decision, it could be and it could end up being a football and basketball only type of decision. Man, it's just it's incredible the impact and the history we've seen over the last two weeks in in the world of college sports. It's crazy. 
And obviously, as I said before, we want to see send you to see Texas and Baylor. Um, before we let you go, Alema, give me the best you got on TridayTrading.com. Yeah. And I think one of the most fascinating things you've ever said on this show is it doesn't matter where the market is, up, down. Yeah, Day trading is always good. Yeah, day trading is always good because you're looking for a volatile market. Because one of the things that you're going to do is you're going to get in and get out so quickly. Sometimes within 15 minutes, you'll make a trade and you'll get out. And, and that's the beauty of it. And, and it allows you to do something in your spare time, literally in a couple of hours a day. And you get to dictate that. And you can do it in the morning. For, for me, the markets that I'm working on are going to be in the morning. So I'll get up 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, trade maybe an hour, an hour and a half, even two hours. And sometimes might have to wait on a trade. But but you're able to get out. And you can still monitor those things. If you All you need is your Wi-Fi. You can do it on your phone. And you set the parameters so it will get you out when you need to get out. But the beauty of it is, and some of those things, as I'm talking about, it sounds like foreign language to somebody. It sounded like foreign language to me when I started here. And I was able to get the vocabulary and the understanding from my coach who helped me understand exactly what I needed to know uh, and understand how the proprietary software was going to help me achieve what we were trying to achieve as far as making money on those trades. And the beauty, and this is the thing that I would push as a final thing. The beauty of what Triday Trading is doing, they are so confident that you will be successful doing this, that they are going to fund your trading account for you. And they will allow you, as you learn how to trade and get proficient, allow you to trade using their money and you keep up to 80% of the profits. That, that to me, is, is an expression of confidence that you will not find anywhere else because they know that this program works and it can work for you. And all you have to do is go to TridayTrading.com, 10 days or $10 for a 30-day trial and an opportunity to win the tickets to go to the Texas Baylor game. It's a great deal. Let's go. By the way, I always say this when you come on the show. You always look a little better every time you come on the show. The show clearly keeps you looking young. Thank you very much. And, and if that's the case, then you can count on me continuing to make appearances <laughs> on the Monty show. And I love the, the show is great. I love sitting backstage and listening to the conversation. It's always great. Hey, man, good to see you. Hope you and yours are, you. Uh, are awesome. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Thank you. There you go. Alema Harrington, one of our favorite dudes, man. I say yeah. it every time he comes on. He had his perspective. Why does it not surprise me that he has got he has got a great perspective on Stanford and the the student experience at Stanford, you guys? That's why we've been saying all show long, like the idea that Stanford is going to expose their students to that level of academic dysfunction is the word that comes to my mind. I just would find that surprising. Yeah. Because I, I don't think they I think they if you win at football, they they are appreciative. I don't think that they're they're doing all that stuff. And it's the Bronco coat co, uh Bronco Mennonal quote you love so much. Yeah, football's fifth, bro. Football's fifth because yeah. it if at places like BYU and Stanford, you're not there to be a football star. You're there to be a better person, to grow as a human being, to grow your mind, to set yourself up into the future. And if you're a great football player, that's awesome. Yeah. But I and, and I think it's different at Cal. I think it's different at Florida State, clearly, or places where football is king and that's all that matters. And I get that. Stanford and BYU are different. I and I would even put Utah into that conversation. They're different. Yeah. 
No doubt. They love when you win. They're not going to be upset when you look how long David Shaw was there. Yeah. And David left because there wasn't a demand to win. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think it's different. So again, TridayTrading.com. We want it. This is the game you guys asked us for. Yeah. Texas at Baylor, September 23rd. You get a pair of tickets. All you have to do is go to TridayTrading.com, sign up for a $10 charitable donation. You give them $10, they give it to charity. It's a tax write off for you. And then you get a 30-day free trial. At the end of that 30 days, walk away. You're, you're done with it. But I'm telling you, it's the money you've always dreamed of, man. Like, And I'm a huge stock market guy. I'm a huge day trading guy. I believe it in 100%. Their traders make $1,000 a day doing it full-time. And it's what Olema said. It's two, three hours in the morning if you're full-time. The trades execute themselves because they have this proprietary software that knows knows everything you need to know. They teach you how to program it, and it does all the work for you. Don't take my word for it. Tridaytrading.com. And hey, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. It's all good. But you can win Texas at Baylor tickets. We'll announce the winner at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern on Friday. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Um, Eric says, Wasakowski. I'll give you $50 if you say it right. Wasakowski. Eric Wasakowski. Eric Wasakowski. Instead of giving us $50, go to TridayTrading.com. <laughs> yeah, Try to win go. the tickets. Uh, I'll give you $50 to say it right. Stanford, Notre Dame, or Stanford FSU to the Big Ten to cap off realignment. I think Notre Dame, it's a matter of, of when, not if. Yeah. Notre Dame's going to be forced to join a conference. Scheduling is going to get too tough. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mark Stone for $2. Damn, a Lemmick bro crush on that hair. I mean, he's one of the best looking dudes ever. I don't, he can't, you can't tell me he can be more tan than he is. Yes, yes, yes. No, he can't. You can't like, yes, he, he is can. a specimen, dude. I'm telling you, Alema's like 30 years old and he's a specimen. Stud. <laughs> the guy's amazing. That's I love right, him. T. B for $2, Stanford academic, academic, stay hard. Stay hard. Uh, dude, you're not even joking. Yep. You're not even joking. Mark Stone, hey, Florida State. We don't pull out around here. There it is. There it the is. Daily, the daily reference. See? The Skok. daily reference. Skok. I love it. Um, Eric Wasikowski says, it was great watching the coastal snobs get a lesson in business 101 by a bunch of farm boys. I agree. I agree. By the way, and I where's that comment by Gop? Here it is right here. I'm not a Cubs fan, but Cubbies and Wrigley, yeah, they're down 3 nothing at City Field. In New York, thanks. Yeah, after, you know, superhero Pete Alonzo went way deep. Dude, I, you know, it's fine. Our web for $5. Dear FSU, you're doing this all wrong. Sincerely, San Diego State. Jackass. I mean, George says, who would voluntarily sign on the ACC grant of rights? No idea. But a then, team then that doesn't have a home? Then there's that conversation. It's the equivalent of signing on to college football's Guantanamo. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, dude. You are not wrong. I think it's very difficult. It is very, very difficult. Uh, Notre Dame, the conference killer. If Maybe. you if you put Notre Dame in the Big Ten, I don't know how you would pay them on part of what they're making now. That's what I'm saying. Um, Ron Nolan, John Denver's real name is Henry John Dusen. Okay. Born in Air Force Base Hospital in Roswell, New Mexico. An alien? Could be. Could be. Could be a skinwalker, you know. I, I just to a place where I belong. This is corny stuff. West Virginia. 
What is Mountain Mama, though? I still don't know the answer to that question. Human or non-human? Uh, Forward-thinking trucker. Come and go sells liquor. Gotta love that being a trucker. Come and, did, come and go got bought out by Maverick in yes. our area. So, you know. Uh, John Dry, what's up, John? If it was the tech, I'd take tickets. Vodtech, it, it's not the tech. They get paid less and not as many people watch them. Okay. There you go. Uh, construction work. Notre Dame kills the ACC. Well, it doesn't matter. They're not in football. Aaron Wilson, my guy, what's up? Can confirm post-Texas uh, all subs is a is truck stop. Okay. 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 I mean, you know. Come and go is a good Yeah, they're a good little. The, okay, here's the deal, though. I've never been to another convenience store that's got, you know, the breakfast burrito game that Maverick has. Maverick has incredible. Like, I walk in there every day, and I look at the hot case, and I'm like, yeah, dude, you can't eat one because you're fat. Like, that's I the agree. problem, dude. All right, you guys. So we have 10 minutes left to talk about TVs because I'm floating right now. Okay, real quick. Real quick. Let's talk about TVs, shall we? Because here on the Monty program, hey, presented Monty. by our good friends at Bucked Up, Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. The Monty Show. Just watching TV. And you guys know I cut the cord. I, um, I got rid of DirecTV. Right. By the way, are you a cable or satellite subscriber in the comments? After you hit the like button. So I got rid of DirecTV. I have a beautiful Samsung TV, 75 inches power. Like there's only one thing longer than the TV. Can you measure it? You get it. Plug in the Ethernet cable to the back of the TV. Turn on the Cubs baseball game. (coughs) Three, two, pick. That's right. Like totally buffering. Totally. it's everything like football basket everything was choppy yeah so i was like i can't do this i dropped direct tv i feel less of a man already i'm buying a new tv <laughs> get on the amazon app my wife's get out of town the internet my wife's out of town i'm floating so bad hurry up my wife's out of town. I buy a 75-inch Fire TV. It gets delivered yesterday. We install it, and it's amazing. And it's very powerful. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. Not right. as much as you love the urinal, though. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> so in the comments section, how big is your TV? Yeah. Gary says I'm in the market for an 8K TV. Bro. <laughs> The Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, UtahAdvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.